0: Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester New York running scene. If you're curious about anything that we talk about in today's show, you can find links to many of the items in the show notes at runninginsideoutpodcast.com/podcast. Also feel free to check out our runner pages, If you're interested in knowing a little bit more about anybody that you heard on the podcast today. So, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of the Rochester, New York runners. In this episode, Dave Justice shares a bit about how he got started running marathons, how a change in his training plan helped him break through a plateau after five marathons to set a new PR, and then to ultimately tell his story of running the Great Wall of China Marathon. Fun fact, Dave's uncle, Gerald Teal won the first Rochester Marathon in 1972. Yep, that's right, folks. He comes from good stock. And then, three ballers dropped by to regale us with tales of adventure at the Rothrock Trail Challenge. Jeff Green, Dan Ostrander, and Mike Lesher Share stories of why Rothrock is called a trail challenge, how they found out about this nonsense, and what the local Rochester trail running community means to each of them, and they and so many more things in the roundtable, folks. So much more than my pithy little summary can really explain. And with that, uh, let's listen to a little bit about Dave's story.
1: Welcome.
2: My mom actually ran a marathon on her 55th birthday in disney world and uh that kind of got me going it added it to my bucket list my mom can do it i can do it so when i was in 2007 i think i signed up for disney and i trained with a bagel bunch crew bob and roger and those guys in greece i was living in greece at the time and uh it was hell
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so
2: but that was, your, and that was your first one. That was the first one. And then I took a seven-year hiatus from running. It was
0: that much of a hell that...
2: Pretty much, yeah. I was a one-and-done guy for a while. And then I would do an occasional 10K or 5K or a turkey trot or something like that. And then um, I have no idea what it was that got me going again. I was up in Old Forge. I was running a lot just on the trails and outside. I got... I think just bumping into some of my old running buddies right. and um, said, "What the hell? I'm going to sign up for for another marathon." And that's when I uh, I did the Rochester one. Um, my first goal was four. My, so my first marathon in Disney was four and a half hours. Was my goal time. I won't get into that whole story. But then uh, <laughs> it was,
0: it was, you didn't get anywhere near four and a half. Hours. I did,
2: but it was, a, it was I made a classic mistake. I went out way too fast. I've, at the half, I you know I stuck with the pacer the whole time. And you go through all four of the parks, so it's like there's all this stimulation going on. You forget what the hell you're doing. And uh, at about 13 or 14, I was feeling good. So I'm like, I'm going to go catch up to the 415 pacer, <laughs> who I never saw. I hit the wall probably mile 19 or 20. My legs are cramping. I was throwing up on the side. I was a train wreck. I walked, jogged it into the end. But I made it at 429, like 50-something or whatever. You know?
0: so, so you ditched your pace group and then they came I ditched it probably, right?
2: by probably about 10 minutes and then they came right in with me. And everyone was looking all sprite. Like, you know, they were all smart about it. And I was, I ended up in the medical tent for like two hours, throwing up, cramping. I couldn't walk for two Th- days.
0: That's not what Disney puts on
2: their No, no, no. The they laid, <laughs> They left that part out of the brochure. Um so after Disney, I was like, all right, I did that. I'll stick with the five Ks and the ten Ks. But um, yeah, then I signed up for the Rochester Marathon. And I think well, it was the year after was when we connected.
0: Right. So 2013
2: you ran Rochester, right? That sounds right. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. That was my first Rochester Marathon too. That, uh, that was so. We both did it before then. Yeah. Right. So we yeah. had
0: both done it, and then we ran the next year together. Right. Which is why I was able to run 341, because I wasn't <laughs> running that for my first Rochester. Um, I was really excited that we beat the, the Storm in that one. That was great. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, your first Rochester experience, what was that like?
2: Uh, it was good. I stuck with a pacer again. I didn't really have any confidence in myself to just kind of go for it. Uh, my goal was four hours for that one. Uh, so, I trained for a four-hour marathon just on my own, running. I did a Hal Higdon program. And uh, I felt pretty good going into that. It was like a good day. I don't really remember it all that much, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did finish just under four. I think I just, you know, I think I came in with a pacer and left them on that last mile, that last stretch, so... It's it's so similar. I did... My goal for my first one was four hours.
0: um, And I did my own sort of training plan. Uh, I think I was using... I think I used the RunKeeper training plan yeah. that year which um it was all right but my last long run was miserable yeah. and I was so it, it was like through the uh, yeah misery this is not about me though so <laughs> <laughs> um but then so I got there and it was going to run 4 hours and I had zero confidence so I was like uh I'll run with the 4:15 pacer and I ran with the 4:15 pacer um Liz Flyheart who is like a metronome The girl ran within two seconds of every mile split. She never stopped for water. She never carried water. She didn't Uh eat. She didn't drink anything. She just ran 4.15, like... And um, I, at, like, mile 22 in Genesee Valley, I got, like, a giant cramp, and I ran 4.17. So I I didn't have the success, um, but my goal was the
2: same. (laughs) (laughs) I think for that marathon, I was still, like, very rigid and you know every 30 minutes take a go and like mm-hmm. not like paying attention to my body just paying attention to the clock and what I'm supposed to do every mile every every landmark and all that but.
0: and then um so I think we met somewhere around maybe the not not quite the middle of the summer maybe about this time you Yeah, know, I probably. think because you were down from Old Forge and you just you hadn't show up yeah I think I showed up for a long run Saturday. there was Saturdays. like five of us yeah. Jeff Polk had his new watch yeah. and it was <laughs> like
2: beeping the whole time you remember that <laughs> sorry about that guys yeah we did the uh, uh, down at the in Way, right through Duran Park I think um,
0: well the first one was in the city I think we ran over the pedestrian bridge right, down right there, the right staff, right and, and then, yeah Jeff Polk was apologizing for his
2: new watch the whole time every time he's before or after his pace time yeah he had it
0: set for his threshold for minutes per mile or whatever <laughs> And then I think, like, we kind of kept sort of running occasionally weekends throughout the summer. Yeah. And I don't even know how we decided that, well, hey, we're both going to run 340. Together. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I think more and more about that. That's a, a big deal to to go through four hours of, to choose to go
2: through four hours of trauma with someone. Yeah. yeah that's the only time I've done that. I wouldn't do it again. No offense. I mean, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> You'd probably say the same, but yeah, it's a challenge to like just stick with somebody. One of you was always pulling or pushing the other one, you know. And yeah. sometimes that's good, but sometimes.
0: And we did that, yeah. But somehow we managed it. But it, it is. I might weird. not have
2: finished that race if you weren't there. Remember my knee popped at like whatever it was yeah. coming down that last stretch of the canal.
0: Yeah, the knee, the knee popped. The um, I had the whole thing like when we were. You were really quick to get out of uh, the water station, <laughs> and I right. was like, I was like, can I take a swallow? And you're like, we got. That go. was eight. <laughs> Eight seconds, Dave. Eight seconds. That's it. All right. We gotta go. We gotta go. But it was, it was interesting because we did finish that. And I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, wow, I just spent four hours, you know, and and Mm -hmm. road marathons are something interesting because normally I'm trying to run honestly to get away from people, which is why I I probably won't run a road marathon again. Like, because I'm usually running to be sort of not necessarily by myself. But in a space by myself, you know, where I don't... Somebody somebody could be next to me, but they sort of respect that space. Yeah. And I think we had that, too. Yeah. I think that's what was important, you know. Because there were, there were long stretches where we weren't talking oh, yeah. at all, yeah. you know. But yeah, that also... that I don't know, I had such a good experience for that. That's why I wrote that up in my blog, because... A great blog. Like you said, I didn't remember my first one all that much I sort of remember because I ran with Liz and she made things eventful Um, Liz doesn't remember me running with her of course because she's just got a pace of people (laughs) you know a group of people clinging on to her I remember I had to pee I remember my cramp like that's That's those are my highlights you know and finishing was really cool because Summer brought the kids and they kind of ran out onto the course nice so that was fun but the second that time the Rochester I'm like this is all fresh I gotta get it all out and now, now I feel like I sort of have that. So now we have this, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but then after that, you decided three weeks later you were going to run another marathon. <laughs> right? It, I
2: did the uh, Mohawk Valley uh, run out of Albany.
0: It was less than three
2: weeks, It right? was three weeks, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a great race. It was a little too soon, I think. Well, I don't know. You went from 341 <laughs> to 337. It came... Uh, no, you know what, it was, um, I bested my time by three seconds, so it was a, a, a 3.39, I don't know, remember what it was. I think it but was like a three thirty a, a three second difference from my previous PR, because Rochester wasn't, that's right, okay, I got it, so at Cleveland I did the spring before, <laughs> and with John Simpson, we ran Cleveland together, and I did a 3.39 there. And then uh, we did Rochester, and it was that hot, miserable, crazy, stormy day. Yeah. Um, it was a 3.41-something. And then Mohawk, I did a 3.58.57. It was three three, three, three seconds. F- 3.38. 3.38.57. 3 it was three yeah. seconds faster than my Cleveland time, which so, is just crazy when you think about it. So
0: I just want to give you a sense of perspective. You, a few minutes ago, you said, yeah, it was one and done. And now you're sitting there <laughs> shuffling,
2: <laughs> trying to sort
0: out. yeah. Trying to sort out all of your times. And then I think we didn't run, uh, so you went off, did Mohawk. We did a couple of runs in the fall together. And during one of those runs, I think you mentioned, you know, hey, did you ever hear about the Great Wall of China? And you're like, I think I might do that. So from some reason, somehow from like, say, October-November timeframe up until you know, what, I think you signed up in, say, January? Yeah, yeah, January, Yeah, so February. something happened, you decided to go run yeah. uh, a marathon in China.
2: Yeah, yeah. I uh, was going through a lot of transitions in my life, and I thought, why the hell not? Right. Um, I've traveled a lot for my work, and just in general, I've been to 20 or so countries. I've been to China before, and I've always wanted to go back, and uh, I've been thinking about taking a trip international. Uh, this spring just to get out of town and, and try something new and why not do a destination race? And I never thought of it before it never really I didn't think it was an option You know right it was the first time that something I think it kind of floated across my Facebook page at some point I don't know how the hell that happened, but <laughs> As soon as I saw it it was stuck in my head and I couldn't stop thinking about it so
0: so before we get to China there's there's you had mentioned your work and traveling for your work and then I think you had another little race before you went to China, so we'll, we'll pause there. So um, for your work, you do travel a lot, primarily
2: to Asia, right? But right now, yeah, we're working in the Philippines mostly. Right. So what is it that what is it that you do? I work with a nonprofit called Discovering Deaf Worlds. So we provide uh, organizational development support to deaf associations, specifically in developing countries. We're working with the government and with the deaf associations on providing accessibility. So if they have like a disability law that's supposed to provide access for deaf people and nobody knows how to implement that law, we work with their deaf association to make sure they have the people, they have the understanding, they have the sustainability as an organization to get from policy to the people to get that law actually in effect. Okay,
0: so so there's an existing organization. right? And then they need some help basically shoring up their operations or getting access to funding or just working sure. inside of the system or the government, and then that's what you guys facilitate?
2: Yep, that's exactly it. We, um, we're really you know, sensitive to working internationally and our presence just being foreigners in that country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of the work we do puts the local deaf population in, the, in the front and center of, of even in our training sessions, it's more process facilitation than it is us standing up there lecturing as if we're the ones with all the knowledge. They have just as much knowledge to share with us. It's more of an equal exchange, but we facilitate the process. And we do training topics on strategic planning, financial management, organizational development, program development, disability law, PR outreach, all those kind of different you know skills that you need to run an organization more effectively so you, know,
0: you it, sort of teach them how to be a business
2: uh we work together on
0: that yeah, yeah. Um, okay. because the business practices right, are
2: have, so different the language the culture so the expectations have, are so different
0: right, they're really the ones driving it all and you're just helping them meet whatever the need is that they've that yeah. they're looking for i
2: mean honestly a lot of what we do is ask a lot of directive questions because the answers it's like when they come up with them themselves they own that right versus somebody came and told me this you know yeah exactly and it's all in their local sign language too which is the other twist a lot of them have grown up going to school being the only deaf person and never having a sign language interpreter and not having a clue what the heck is going on in the classroom and and getting some kind of phony degree or not getting a degree and never having that access to the information that we have and take for granted Mm -hmm. on a day-to-day basis so all of our trainings everything we do is in the local sign language and with mostly, predominantly, I'd say 90% of the people that w- are within our organization and that work abroad are deaf as well.
0: So, and so, how long have you been doing this? Seven years. And so, so you, um, you joined the organization seven years
2: ago? Uh, I'm one of the co-founders, myself and a deaf friend. We took a year of traveling around the world, so we went to eight different countries. New Zealand, Australia, Japan, China, Cambodia, Thailand, Nepal, and India. And our original plan was just to create a a DVD, a film, of stories collected from deaf people in all these countries in their native sign languages and use that as kind of an awareness, uh, promotional movie to use in the States just to get people thinking outside of the box of America. Uh, But the more we traveled and the more we realized, the less we knew how innocent we were in terms of what we expected. Uh, We changed that plan. Uh, pretty quickly to to start partnering with these organizations and providing uh, the service that we're doing now.
0: Wow. so seven so seven years you went from I'm going to tour the world and shoot a movie to <laughs> I have a international you know nonprofit. We're getting
2: there. It's baby steps. You know, there's still uh, only two of us on staff, and we got a board of fifteen people, and uh, we've got a couple grants with the State Department. Actually, the U.S. government has been our biggest backer. USAID and the State Department have funded a lot of our programs and, um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're taking steps yeah, day by day to, to be sustainable ourselves. So that's wow. a trick for any nonprofit, I think.
0: Wow. Uh, and so that's, you know, running might help uh, de-stress a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah. Heck,
2: that's uh, my therapy. It's what clears my head. I well, spend a lot of time in front of a computer or a lot of time just working all the different avenues of this organization when you start your own thing. You never really get to punch out it's it's a 24 7 deal mm-hmm. and you love to do it and you want to do it and you have the drive to keep doing it and you have to have the, the self uh, determination to say stop and go mm-hmm. to sleep or do something else and so yeah running has actually been key to bringing any kind of balance in my life the last right. couple of years yeah
0: balance yeah. <laughs> so, so speaking of balance on your way to a marathon running the Great Wall of China, you decided to swing by Virginia? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, no, I played in Virginia. Actually, I think, uh, yeah, I was signed up for Virginia before, uh, before I even committed to, to China. Uh, and that one, so I tried a new training program with uh, Fitzgerald, the uh, 8020 and so uh,
0: what was this what was this training the Virginia event what was that it
2: was the uh, Virginia Beach Marathon mm-hmm. it's a, it took a little road trip with a few other Rochester folks five of us drove down for the weekend mm-hmm. which was a great experience in itself because a lot of times I think I've just gone to races on my own or with friends or family who aren't runners and just aren't part of the culture of it and you mm-hmm. just kind of feel like you're dragging them to it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah this is kind of a, a cool experience to just be in the company just the five of us we all ran the race mm-hmm. um and uh it's just a different experience altogether. And
0: so you changed your training from the from what you had been doing, which like you said was kind of a Hal Higdon yeah. prescribed and then you went to a Fitzgerald eighty twenty. Yeah.
2: So I had those those three marathons you're talking about, they were all within like a minute of each other. It's like I hit this plateau, I couldn't break the three forty mark. And um so I did the eighty twenty thing, I almost doubled my weekly mileage, but slow, slowed it down a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was running probably consistently 60 miles a week, and trying to do twice a day workouts uh, a couple days a week. But most of that slow, you know. Uh, Tuesday I would do some kind of tempo run, whatever the the program called for. Thursday I would do a speed or a hill workout, Mm -hmm. and Saturdays or Sundays I'd do my long run. And my long run was usually like quarter mile tempos interjected every mile. Um, and the rest of it was all like recovery runs and foundation runs and just taking it easy. I loved it. It was like such a balanced program because I feel like there was a lot of slow running that when the fast days came, like I was like ready for it. I wasn't dreading it. I was like looking forward to it. So I think that's the purpose of it, like motivation wise, but also your your body's more recovered. So. Yeah. It allows
0: you to really get quality speed workouts. Yeah. And that's what I always found when I was doing the faster Saturday, Sunday stuff. I didn't like Tuesdays. Um, they, I just went into them going, "Oh great," and try to throw a Wednesday in after you did fast Saturday, Sunday, speed work Tuesday. Wednesdays were either garbage or I skipped them yeah. because I knew like my body would not be ready for Thursdays. So you went into that,
2: you felt like the training program was good. What was the outcome for Virginia? It uh, was good. That's right. it was my my that's my PR today. So it was a three thirty two fifty something. Um, three thirty two. Fifty cents, so three thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> no, BAA <we're> honest, uh, <laughs> The BAA I don't know about stuff. that, but um, yeah, it was it was a it was a perfect soup for me that day. The weather was forty something, low forties, and stayed consistent the whole run. It was overcast. I felt good. You no know, stomach trouble. I got stomach issues all the time, but not that day. Mm-hmm. My my plan was, I knew where the three thirty-five pacer was. I wanted to break three thirty-five. And I uh, I hung way back in the beginning. I gave myself until mile 14 or 15, just to catch up to the pacer. And so I ran those first few miles real slow. And then uh, by the time I caught up with him, I just my goal was just to stay with him until until the end. But I felt really good, you know, all the way mm-hmm. through till mile. I think I was running. Uh, seven and changed the last mile and a half or two and and, and finished pretty strong so
0: and did you do your um half hour on the hour nutrition <laughs> stuff
2: <laughs> Nah, i didn't i listen to my body now i've got a little smarter with that i think i've gotten more used to it so uh no i don't i don't pay attention to time so much as um yeah just just listening to i feel like a lot of times when i'm running it's just you know a lot of people say oh running's easy you just run your shoes and you go but when you're you're running a distance race you're thinking about a lot of stuff it's a lot like golf like you you just step up and hit the ball but no you got to think about your Mm -hmm. foot position your your club your your grip your backswing Mm -hmm. your follow through all that stuff and it's i feel like running i'm constantly cycling through like my stride my pace my breathing Am I hungry am I thirsty do I need salt do I need something what is it you know what do it, it, the sun come out is it overcast I'm just like am I following a straight line am I weaving all over the place you know you're constantly cycling through all these things so um, I think my nutrition has just kind of fallen into that cycle it just now. falls right in it yeah.
0: so a lot of people when they say listen to your body they um, a lot of, a lot of things is if you're, if you're thirsty drink but you it's know, too late right and then if you're hungry eat well you know but I'm but I'm already hungry and so yeah. now you know so how do you how did you stay ahead of that
2: yeah um I, you know I don't have any kind of formula for it I just uh, felt good and you took yeah, a yeah I think I guess I know like even before like I feel hungry like I just I think when I stop feeling full or feeling yeah. like oh man I just I couldn't eat anything else right now like there's no way I could take another gel when I feel like Oh, my gel doesn't sound that bad after all like i'll take a gel mm-hmm. and if it was 20 minutes ago or 40 minutes ago I, you know i just kind of it seems to work better for me that way
0: yeah i think what's what's i've always tried to do is the first time i think of it
2: yeah as soon as same it, thing as Yeah. as soon
0: as you think of it do it yeah don't wait to think of it again like you know just oh i'm thirsty huh? yeah. hey take a drink yeah you know instead of i'm thirsty oh, i gotta reach in back and get my water yeah. and you know yeah, it, it's so interesting. But what I, I think that's why I, I've moved a little bit away from. That I, I mean I worked my butt off for that three forty one. I was like, yeah. you know, the training, getting up to. So now I'm like, whatever. Yeah, but you would crush that now after yeah. all the training well, you've been doing but this that's last what I, year. But that's what I do. I just now I just go run for hours. Yeah. Know? I still do care about pace and all that, but um, it's just such a different. Like you said, your mind is cycling through so many things. Yeah. On the trails, I don't I don't cycle through so many because I'm not worried about weaving because I'm on a trail. Yeah. Like you know, I'm not worried about running the tangents because you end up in the brush if you're <laughs> not on the trail. You know, like so. There's a few things that can drop out of it, mm-hmm. but um, you're also your mind is much more engaged in where you are. You don't turn off like I'm running on the road. Okay, I can turn off my footfalls. So right. I feel like it's different, and I I I think. It's, it's getting to the same thing where you are like, I'm just more relaxed with it. You know, yeah. the watch doesn't have to tell me, it's been a half hour, you should drink something, right. dummy. Right. You know? right, right. Yeah, so that's good. It, so now you're comfortable, feeling better about things, you just run a I,
2: PR? And I, I think so, but then... China would have told me otherwise. <laughs> so this is what I was going to get to, right? Because so. <laughs> something happened there and I still don't know what the hell it was. About. All right.
0: So let, let's yeah. start at the start. Um, so you, you decided you're going to go to China. You sign up. There's a group of people that are going over there. Yeah.
2: So the first thing is you can't just register for the race. You have to actually join a tour group. Uh, and they offer them for five days, eight days, 20 days. And it's like a tour package, so you spend a couple days in Beijing, and you go to the Forbidden City, and Summer Palace, and you do all, you know, go to a tea house, and a silk factory, and all that kind of stuff. They have extended tours where you go to Xi'an and see the Terracotta Warriors. They have this plank walk, which is this sick hike up a mountainside where you're literally like, I don't know, how many hundreds of feet hanging in the air walking this single file plank around the mountain. You're, You're strapped in, but... The pictures some of the people have. I didn't I didn't go on that but uh, <laughs> Tibet some people went to Tibet afterwards and I think it's partially the government's way of uh, soaking in some extra tourism money too but mm-hmm. why the hell not I mean why would you just go there for the weekend if you're gonna make the effort to go to another country yeah you know um, I did eight days so we spent there was, uh thirty five people in our group from mostly from the states. Uh, we were at a group called Kathy Loper Events. They're based out of San Diego. Kathy, so Kathy Loper, um, she's, I got to say, I got to err on the side of caution here. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's high not, 60s. She's most, not a gym Yeah, you know, She's maybe late 60s, early 70s. But she used to run marathons back in like the early 70s. Before, whenever women weren't really supposed to compete in races, she used to mm-hmm. just hijack them and she would kill it. Her best time is 257. Wow. Uh, so she's a runner. She's an and she still is. She ran the half for for the Great Wall now. She's done the full. She's she does the half every year. She's been doing it for 15 years, I think, or something, leading a group to China. Um, so we had people from Poland, from Russia, from Japan, uh, from China, and from the U.S. That were all part of our group, uh, and we did all you know the, kind of the tour-y stuff together, uh, and then uh, we ran the race together. So. The, the first uh, thing they have you do, two days before the race, you have to go on an inspection uh, of the course. It's a requirement for anyone that's running it, because it's so technical. Uh, you actually run maybe a 5k on the steps of the wall, twice, and it's 5,184 steps, I think, altogether. So for just the five K? No total, total. Okay, total, I was gonna total. say, is that it's a- <laughs> it's a lot of stairs. It's a lot of stairs. Um, and so the Great Wall it's like fifty thousand kilometers or something. It's like basically east to west the whole mm-hmm. country. And it's jets out, it's not just a straight line, it jets out in a lot of different directions. It was been it started being built B C, so two thousand mm-hmm. years ago. It's been up and down, it's fallen apart, it's been rebuilt. It's been taken down intentionally, it's been destroyed, it's been rebuilt. Uh, the last uh, of it was built in the 1600s, 1700s during the Ming Dynasty. Uh, a lot of it was to keep Mongolia out during uh, war times. And so the steps are built as a defense mechanism. All of them are uh, uneven, intentionally. Because if they were uniform, you know, the soldiers would march right up and get in a rhythm and keep going. But these steps are, some of them are real thin, some of them are real thick. Some of them are short, some of them are wide, some of them are cobblestone. some of them are slate. They're different kind of materials, so you really got to pay attention. And there's parts where it really opens up, you know, 10 people wide, and then it's single file. Uh, it gets real steep where it's almost like a ladder. You're, you you got to, you know, hand to foot, get up them, and there's parts where it just levels off. And um, Do
0: you think, like, it was... It was really just put together poorly and they wrecked on, <laughs> they wrecked on the story, you know? Yeah, this is, uh, this is intentional. <laughs> See how hard it is? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. you get a really bad
2: addition on a house and yeah. you like,
0: it's, it's Art Deco. <laughs> and what's and,
2: wild is they have all these people up there, like, selling souvenirs and water right. and the same stuff they sell at the street markets. It's like, because they know that a lot of tourists are walking up and down the wall. Right. And just to think the hike that they went on to bring all this stuff up is, yeah. is pretty pretty incredible.
0: So they make you do that is that to so that you know what you're getting into or yeah. so that they know whether or not they should let you run? And or? then
2: they let people afterwards decide if they want to drop from the full to the half or from the half yeah. to the 8K or the other way around. And you would think people would walk through this and say no freaking way but it's actually the opposite. More people after walking through it end up bumping up. Because they realize it's going to be one of the most challenging things they've ever done. And why not? You know, if I'm here and you right. get caught in the excitement and let's do it. There was a, a a couple, they were in their 80s, they were with us. They were the parents of two of the, the the people that ran the half marathon in our group. And they did it. They did the whole 5K loop of the steps. Yeah. It took them like uh, three and a half or four hours, but they made it all the way through they got down to the finals we were all waiting for them like hoping they made it alright we were getting worried because we were down a couple hours before them and wow. um, but they made it they made it all the way through they got to the final square and they're running around and dancing and waving <laughs> their hands in the air and uh, it was pretty incredible to see I hope I'm 80 and could do something like that you know? yeah um, so yeah so you drive and it's uh, the, the, the the wall is two three hours from Beijing so we had to take we had a bus out there and back for that um, the thing that sucked about that is I was really sore the next day mm-hmm. <laughs> just from doing the inspection. Like wow. my quads were burning because we did, you know, we did all the steps. Uh, and, uh, I wish they had done it a couple, you know, maybe three or four days beforehand because mm-hmm. I was pretty sore coming in. We, a lot of us were pretty sore coming in on race day. Um, so we, uh, on race day then we, uh, we got about... Three o'clock in the morning, we had to get up to catch our bus to the wall. There's two main tourist sections, and we went to the less touristy area. Uh, it's it's a little bit more quiet. I think it's where they've hosted this race every year. They had, uh, I think, 2,000 runners. 900 did the full, 1,100 did the half, and a, and a handful of others did the 8K from 64 countries, which is pretty amazing. I've never seen such an international presence yeah, wow. before, uh, so condensed. I mean, it was so many languages so many flags so much like pride you know right. a lot of people there with their flags like to run the race racer with shirts are very very prominent of where they came from and um and that was pretty wild it was cold when we started it was like hat and gloves cold uh which was strange because it hit i think close to 90 later that day while we were on the course say, it's very strange yeah uh The whole course is brutal sun beating down on you. There's no shade anywhere. There are no trees, nothing. It's just, it's pure sunshine from start to finish. Uh, it's hot. And, um, you start the race. So there's four or five waves. They set you off. You start in, uh, it's called the Ying and Yang Square. And, uh, you start right up the switchback. The first three miles, it's just straight up the mountainside, uh, to, to, the, to the entrance of the wall So they just kind of knock you out Right from the start And then you get up that And you, you go into the steps And then you got 2,500 or so steps And the first time going through It's kind of really exciting Because of all the views And just you're in the middle of the race And everybody's still actually kind of Kind of running as best you can You can't really run up and down these stairs Because mm-hmm. you, you got half a hand on the rail And you got to watch your footing And uh, But people are pretty sprite Ripping through there uh, and, No, you said half the hand on a rail. Yeah, are there two rails? <laughs> well, it's like a lot of sections. There's the wall, and then the other side. There's no wall. It's just a rail, probably because the wall had fallen off, had okay. crumbled. But yeah, it's just a cliff. It's just like the, there's the mountain side there. Okay. Um, So yeah, you kind of want to be careful. Um, I mean, it's it's a sturdy rail. You're not gonna fall off. You'd have to really be mm-hmm. out of your element to to go over, but. Uh, it's tricky too, you know, and it slips, it's like, it's like slate and it's loose rock and I mean, I wiped out a couple times just walking the inspection course, so that's why they have you do that, you know which sections you mm-hmm. kind of got to be a little more careful. So you, you come through the steps and you pass all the vendors on the way and you come back through the Yingning Square and um, that you see everybody, that's where everybody's hanging out, to start to finish, it's kind of a midway point, that's where everybody's cheering and then you set off for a 16 mile out and back to the countryside, and they shoot you off on the main road, which is an adventure in itself, because uh, there's no there's no traffic control for these. There's this race. Um, we're blessed a lot of times uh, when we have roads closed or even people pushing you off to one side. Yeah, it was a, it was a free for all, um, and some people were running on the left, some people on the right. But there were <laughs> kids, chickens, people everywhere, mopeds, rickshaws, cars, buses, all sorts of diesel fuel-like smell and everything, burning trash cans and tires and just, it was a, a pretty rough stretch of, of craziness. And then, uh, that's probably a mile or two, and then you shoot off down a dirt road and you start heading up to the villages. And that was awesome. That, there's tons of kids just playing out in the fields and they see the runners coming by and they all, all want to uh, high-five you. And some of them stand, like, right in front of you. I almost plowed over, I don't know, how many kids. And then they start running with you because they want to practice their English, you know? And they just start talking to you. And we had four or five kids that ran with us for, like, a mile uh, the whole time. And just uh, just seeing them uh, was really awesome. They kept saying, like, for the winning, for the winning, go fighting, go fighting! And um, just, they keep repeating whatever they knew in English, you know, a couple of things like that. And then... Uh, From that stretch, you start heading up. It's a five-mile incline to the first village, and uh, it just keeps going. It's just, it's this real subtle hill, but it just, it just keeps going and going. And and then uh, you get to the village, and uh, there's a lot of local people just working. They don't Uh. get about the race. They're just, they're doing their thing, you know? Uh, And then some of the people are out there cheering on and screaming in Chinese, and High fives all around, and then you go down another stretch. It's a real steep decline, and then up a second hill to the next village. There's this dune buggy park. You see all these kids racing uh, four wheels and ATVs, and and then you head back down the hill through another village and back out onto the main road to pass through uh, the square again. So there's a cutoff time of six hours to get back to the square. If you don't make it. In six hours, then your race is over. And I got to tell you about my buddy Seer, uh, mm-hmm. who <laughs> who has a hell of a story too. Uh, and it's uh, this. So they say your typical marathon, whatever it is, times it by fifty percent for the Great Wall. So if you typically run a four-hour race, plan on six hours for this. Uh, it's an eight-hour cutoff overall, which I think is pretty short for for this run, but. Um, Anyways, you gotta come through the square in under six hours and then you head back up the steps and do the whole loop again. You go up the steps the way you came and then you finish with that switch back down the mountainside. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's so, that's, there's so much more non great wall than, than I first imagined. You know, when you're inside, you're running the great wall. I'm thinking, okay maybe you're going to run start at mile one and run to 26 <laughs> on the wall yeah. it's a big wall why yeah. not they don't have to control traffic and i thought well maybe it's not point to point i was like maybe they run out 13 and then they come back and i'm like but that would be some traffic yeah. out and backs and so now i guess i sort of get it they they just use a small section of
2: the wall yeah way. I think it's about two and a half, it's like a 5K, I think. Mm -hmm. Two and a half miles or three miles that you're actually on the wall, on the stairs. And you do that twice. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe five or six miles altogether. Mm -hmm. Thank God, because. (laughs) I was just going to say. If it's more than that, Uh, there'd be a lot more people coming down on stretchers, I think.
0: Right. So then, um, so you said it's six hours to get back to that square. So where were you in relation
2: to that? Uh, I was coming in a little hot, <laughs> which yeah. um, which which bit me. I think I was at about 3 340 coming into the into the into the to go up again with five miles to go right so I was totally. on on pace for maybe 445 um, which was way too fast because I so, crashed <laughs> right so then you
0: you leave that square. You go for your last five k up the wall. Everything up to then, it's just been sightseeing. Everything's been wonderful. Yeah, and you got to go up some stairs. Yeah, right,
2: and then run just a couple loop of two tree twenty five hundred more uh-huh. stairs. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So So um, yeah, so I felt good. Like my goal, I didn't care about time for this race. Like even though you're
0: coming in a little I'll, hot,
2: you know, I got caught up a little bit maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> but I told myself. You know I'm going to run comfortable I'm not going to pay att- I didn't pay attention to my watch, and if I can't have a conversation with the guy I'm running next to, why am I here? You mm-hmm. know I mean I'm here for that experience as much as as anything. I don't care about my time and I felt good I felt good. I didn't feel like I was over pushing it. I think nutritionally I had had maybe five jowls up to that point. I was drinking water and purple drink at every station. I had my salt tabs. Every, you know, 20, I mean, probably 20, 30 minutes I was taking a salt hat. It was hot, I sweat. Yeah, was so you went
0: from, you went from hat and gloves weather.
2: Right. To now
0: it's, you're yeah. coming into the square and it's hot now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and that's, yeah, I wasn't expecting the heat. I guess I wasn't used to the heat. So, I just coming back into that square, I got a little bit, I got a little tinge of lightheadedness. I said, whoa, where did that come from? So I sat down for a couple minutes, I grabbed a bottle of water, and, uh, and just sat off to the side, using the the side of the wall as my shade, and uh, and I felt good right away afterwards, like, it, it came and it passed, I didn't even, you know, I was probably down for two or three minutes, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to keep moving then, and uh, I didn't pay attention to that warning sign, <laughs> so I'll go through the, the square, and that's where everybody's cheering and going crazy, so I'd soaked all that up, and then headed back up the stairs, feeling like a soldier, you know, and about maybe 15 minutes uh, and it's the, you go up this is called the goat path and uh, it's pretty much just a straight up incline for close to a thousand feet 800 feet or something like that and it's like dirt no beautiful. it's all it's all stairs oh it's all the rickety all, stairs they all okay. rickety steep stairs hand you know foot to hand oh. climbing stairs and I got lightheaded again so I sat down and then I got nauseous and I started seeing spots and I just everything shut down I just I started throwing up and my whole body started tingling. My fingers were tingling. I had like no feeling in my arms. Like within minutes? Within it's... seconds. Wow. It happened so fast. And I've seen spots. I was pretty sure it was going to black out. And I was on my own. There weren't even got any runners before or behind me when that happened. Um, actually, there was a tourist that was walking by. And she sat down next to me and goes, peace. And, has, and takes a selfie. And then keeps <laughs> 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 Thanks. So then a runner came by probably a couple minutes later and gave me a push, you know, like, you okay, you okay? And I couldn't even respond. I was, I'm on the steepest section. It's single file. I couldn't have been in a worse place. Like, there was nowhere to lay out. I'm laying on stairs with an arm wrapped around the rail, hoping, you know, I'll just stay put. And everyone has to step over me, you know? Yeah. So one of the runners, I think, sent down a medic. And uh, the first person down was a 16-year-old volunteer uh, named Yvonne, who was Chinese, and she just had a, a bottle of water and an umbrella, and, uh, and her little radio, and she came up, so I immediately, you know, so you go, okay, and the first, all the words that could come out <laughs> were, I'm going to puke, I have to poop, and I can't, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, I don't want to, like, lose my... <laughs> stop right here on these steps laid out like that is like the worst thing I I had nowhere to go I, they couldn't control it I didn't everything was shut down I'm shaking and my my I can't feel anything I don't know what to do I'm freaking out so she just starts rubbing my back saying oh you're so brave you're so brave <laughs> and she pulls out an umbrella and just stood there and over me with an umbrella rubbing my back she gave me a bottle of water and so I kept throwing up other runners are going by and uh And that was my moment in this race because here I was first feeling like an ass that I flew all the way to China to run this thing and I'm going to end up disqualifying because I went out too fast, I didn't pay attention to the heat and I'm not going to finish and I'm going to be so pissed at myself. And then I was like embarrassed, you know, here I am a total train wreck and I'm clogging up the trail of everybody else that's clearly struggling to get up and I'm just now an extra barrier for them to (laughs) climb over. You're one more uneven step, that's all. And uh, everybody was so encouraging, you know, Uh, I was half there, you know, I mean, you know what it's like to be completely nauseous, the worst hangover you ever had in your life in college and all this other stuff happening on top of it and people just kept saying man you know come on brother be strong you got this i'll see you at that finish on your feet man come on you can do this and it was really touching to just have that kind of encouragement and let go of like all right like i need to focus on what's going on with me right now and i feel guilty that i'm blocking the way like no one cares about their time not where we are in this race not for this race and then there were a lot of people too at that point that were you know foot to hand climbing up the stairs and just wiped out and one guy just uh kind of squeezed my shoulder as he went by, like huffing, you know, going, you know, taking three, four steps at a time, stopping three, four steps at a time, stopping, he was that exhausted, you know? And, uh, and that was awesome. It was like, you know, I could be you in five minutes, man, and uh-huh. I don't even have enough energy to say, like, get it together. Like, he just mm. kind of used my shoulder as a step <laughs> to lift so himself funny. up, but it gave me that squeeze that said, you know, we're with you on this. And then... The, the people behind saw that, and everybody, like 40 people in a row, all they did was, as they walked by, I just squeeze my shoulder. You, sure, me, you me. sure they knew Excuse you were Mitchell. there? <laughs> 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 I might have just, at that point, right? I just blended in with the steps. So I had four medics on me at this point. Wow. And none of them spoke English. And they're showing me all sorts of little magic potions. Like, you know, he had this little case that he, like, opened, <laughs> displayed in front of me, like a magician. And all of these different colors and vials of things that were written in Chinese. I had no idea what they were. And I, I didn't want to take something, I didn't know what it was. So I was kind of stubborn about that. Maybe I should have, but um, I kept gesturing, like, no, I need salt or I need something sweet. I need, I don't know, I need something not water. Like, water isn't doing it. And I still felt nauseous at this point. And, um, so some of the other runners heard me, like, talking in my horribly broken English and, and tossed me a couple salt tabs. Uh, so I put that in my water and still nothing. <clears throat> Eventually, uh, oh, and then my leg cramped. So I started having leg cramps from sitting. And um, so one of the medics went and got me a Coke. He finally came back a couple minutes later, handed me a Coke. And I drank that and then boom, within like five minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel great again. My nauseous was gone. I didn't need the magic potions. I just needed, I needed a Coke. And so it was something sugar related, I guess. I don't know. But I was, I was out for an hour and a half laying on the steps with Yvonne rubbing my back, holding an umbrella saying, oh, you're so brave, you're so brave. (laughs) Again, I'm not the brave one because I'm the one that's... And then, but
0: then, so then they let you just go? Uh,
2: they kept trying to take me down, um, three or four times of like, you know, your face is very white, not safe, we gotta take you down, um, and I was like, no, (laughs) you're not taking me down, uh, I just need time, like, pointing to my watch. And just kind of gesturing for them to, like, just wait, 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 please. Go. You can go help other people. I just, I need to just sit here. Yvonne can stay because she has the umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) The rest of you can go. Um, I just need time, you know. And then when I finally came to, even after the coke, they're like, all right, we'll take you down now. And they're gesturing to swing my arms over their shoulders. I was like, no, 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 no. I just, give me a minute. And I stood up for probably five or ten minutes, was just standing there holding the rail, and I still felt pretty woozy. Um, But good enough to keep going. And... So they wouldn't they still weren't going to let me go and I had to do a little jog up and down the steps and put on my like best happy face like I'm fine guys this is cool really I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so they agreed to let me go and they kind of gestured that one of the the medics was going to follow me and I was like all right good idea and um and good thing he did so off we were an hour and a half on the steps just laid out started going back up the rest of the goat path and uh I Probably 10 minutes later, my leg cramp came out. I mean, it was, like, violent, like, leg cramp. My, my whole leg, my, my calf, basically, was just flexed, like, Mm. uncontrollably. And I couldn't, like, dropped me right to the ground. So I kind of shimmied off this. Luckily, this happened on a platform and not on the steps again. Um... So that medic was with me now. I Was all of a sudden massaging my leg. And I got medics on me. I'm like Jesus. Now I'm now again. I'm like embarrassed because I'm like I'm that guy that didn't prepare for this race, you know. <laughs> and taking up all this uh, every all the support that's on the course. Uh, so I laid out for another probably 20 minutes, and I didn't feel like sick or nauseous. I wasn't seeing spots anymore. All that it was just this calf thing now. So I was like, all right, I can get through this, and. um... I got up and I get moving, but every time I kept walking up the steps, my calf would start locking up on me again. So I had to turn around and um, and go backwards up and down the steps, holding on to the rail. Because you know when you've been yeah. through that before right? after after yeah. race day when your calves are trashed, yeah. If you turn around, uh, wow. So I, so I walked backwards. To so you're, just, for, so you're an absolute train wreck. For uh, for like a mile, and at this point, it was just kind of like, look where you are, man. Like look around you right now. You're on the Great Wall of Now, now China. you,
0: now you officially didn't care about your time. Yeah, oh, god. Before yeah. you said you didn't. Now care I about just it. I knew I knew
2: I had eight hour cut off. <laughs> I gotta make my eight hours. I was at probably six hours now. I was like, I don't care. I, just, I got two hours to enjoy the rest of this walk and this view. You know. Um, yeah, so I, 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 uh, and that was cool because actually I was back into it. Now everybody else around me is a train wreck too at that point. All the people yeah. had six hours in the course, uh, we in pretty rough shape. And, um, so it was nice to return the favor, I think, to, to be yeah. supportive to and all these people. Better, and right. I was feeling better. And then a lot of us were kind of weaving in and out of each other. Um, so I got through the steps and they were short on a lot of stuff. They ran out of salt, they ran out of gels, they ran out of, you know... Out of uh, just stuff on the course, and they can't have they can't have a uh, purple drink on the wall because it gets uh, they don't want it to like I don't know like get the stairs sticky or something like they just had this policy where the water and gels were okay and there was gels everywhere but they wouldn't serve electrolyte drink on the on the on the wall itself. So wow,
0: what a weird wow! It's just so weird. Like I'm thinking, I'm trying to think. Is there any race that I can see besides something crazy like Badwater or Hard Rock where you can be out puking, yeah. done for an hour and a half, and
2: then they, they let you go back out on the course? Yeah. You know, that was I, probably a communication barrier <laughs> that I, <laughs> I uh, pled through. Um, they're like, we cannot get this giant
0: American guy off the steps.
2: I'm surprised the amount that they saw me throwing up too that they, they, they let me go but um, yeah you know what was awesome for me with that whole experience I've never felt like that ever in my life right and you came out let of alone in a race time. and um, there was this guy that was part of our group Mike Smith and he's uh, an ultra runner of ultra runs. he's done ninety two hundred mile races he does like 10 to 12 a year he's done them all he's been doing them since the mid or late 90s and so this was just kind of a, a walk in the park for him but Um, I've talked with him quite a bit, because I haven't done an ultra, I haven't reached that level of crazy yet, Uh, but now I think after going through this, I have, you know, because I feel like I couldn't be as bad as I felt (laughs) on the goat path for that stretch, and how I felt afterwards that I bounced back, Mm -hmm. you know, an hour and a half later, and I felt as good as I did when the race started, and bam, I could have been doing seven, eight-minute miles again at that point, and and I think you're going to go through that on, on an ultra run yeah. maybe to a Your, lesser ex- more controlled ex- you know
0: well a more controlled descent perhaps yeah. but also perhaps prolonged you know right. darker darker prolonged places but I think what you you know when you said you haven't reached that level of crazy I'm not so <laughs> sure <laughs> um you were just talking about how you're hurricane puking everywhere and you're insisting that you're still gonna keep climbing <laughs> stairs. So I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Um but so then you you had finished the you finished the marathon, so you got three hours and forty minutes, and then it was, say four hours, and then you crashed. And then you took three hours to finish the rest of it
2: like leisurely strolling uh, well no 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 so I only I crashed with five miles to go mm-hmm. but that was the stairs and the and the hill so um uh, yeah I came in maybe three forty-five. I was laid out for actually more than an hour and a half um And then I think, you know, coming out of the stairs, I kind of was a mess through the stairs. Mm -hmm. But then the last three miles, um, I was, you know, kind of back to doing whatever, nine minute miles or whatever, coming into the end. I finished in 641, I think was my final So their estimates,
0: their estimates are pretty right on, right? Yeah. Take your four hour at 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. So my buddy Sear, let me tell you about Sear. So you took a lot away from this for yourself, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like where you can go and what you can come out
2: of. It pushed my, uh, two things, you know, it pushed my limits beyond anything I've ever felt before and the whole bouncing back thing. It's like, I think to have that um, for me to being a little bit more in tune to, hey, yeah, I just pay attention to my body and that's what I do for nutrition Well, I just got slapped in the face with that and didn't pay attention to it. Uh, so to pay more attention to that, but also to know what I can come back from, mm-hmm. uh, was a really awesome lesson. And then just the whole, the whole community, you know, like that's why I run. I love mm-hmm. it for the community because nobody's out there to, like when I was laid out, nobody cared that I was slowing them down and mm-hmm. clogging up the trail. They all wanted to see me finish that race. Yeah. Every single one of them, you know? And, uh, you know, you're out there for yourself. Everybody is. And you want everybody to reach their own goals for whatever those reasons mm-hmm. are. And uh, that really just reinforced for me why I love this sport. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, I think like you said, but at one point you had those doubts, right? Like, oh, everybody's looking at yeah. me. Every, everybody's looking at yeah, that, guy. that guy. It's but then, then you, you know, maybe you're suffering so much that you don't care or maybe you just get over it or maybe they reaffirm to you that, you know, but yeah, to to see that, to be in that place, then to recover from that, yeah. I that would I think that would be fuel for your ultra because when you get down in those dumps, you go wait I was here before,
2: right? You know, it'll be more familiar. Yeah. So anyway, about your
0: about your buddy there. What's that? About your buddy? What happened with? Him oh there?
2: yeah yeah yeah. So all right, this guy Seer, um, who was part of our group too. He's from New York City real big guy, he's like a weightlifter. he's not a weightlifter, but he's he's built like a weightlifter. He's a big guy, he's a tank. Uh he's done a couple marathons. His first one was Greece. He, he just went right to the starting point of it all, you know, and ran the mm-hmm. Greece Marathon. And um his goal for this was just to finish, you know, just he wanted to to make eight hours. And um the six hour cutoff I was telling you, the first cutoff, he was the last person to come through the finish line, uh, or through the through the cutoff or the six coming through the square again. He came in at five fifty eight and something or whatever, you know. So everyone behind him got got disqualified. They shut the gates and you can't actually come through to go up the steps again. He's like I felt like Indiana Jones like <laughs> running through with the, the, the walls closing and I did my like tumble and roll through the gates as they closed and, and then he had the sweeper on his ass for the whole rest of the race. So once they close the gates, they send this, you know, guy, fresh guy out on the course just to make sure people are right and kind of, you know, the paddy wagon. And he was like, now I'm like, you know, just in bear chase mode. I got to keep one person between me and the bear, you know, (laughs) and just, he was just trying to stay second to last the whole way. And he up and down the steps, he could hear the voice of the sweeper the whole time. He's just like, you just wouldn't go away. You know, he's like, just get away from me. He gets out of the steps, and then it's the, you know, it's a, it's a switchback down the mountain. And there's roads there, too. And the paddy wagon pulled up at uh, the 42K mark. So, I, I mean, he was, like, less than a mile from the finish. And they're like, you know, come on, man, you, gotta, you your race is done. you got to come with us. And he's like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm less than a mile from the finish. Just let me be. He's like, no, we can't. It's our, it's our policy. We, we're liable for you. We can't let you finish the race, but we'll drive you to the finish and you can get your medal. He's like, I don't care about this stupid medal. He's like, you got to get in the van. He's like, I'm not getting in the van. He's like, you got to get in the van. So he takes his bib, unbuttons his bib, takes it off, hands it to the guy and goes, here you go. I'm no longer in this race. I'm just a traveler in China going for a run down Main Street here. Enjoy your day. And he just kept going. And the guy had no idea what to do. He's like, you're not liable for me anymore, so I'll see you at the finish. And he just kept going. So, (laughs) I would have never thought to do that. I would have just been, like, defeated and, you know, sunk my shoulders on him. You know? But, good for him. So, we're all at the back, all 35 of us from the Kathy Loper group, and we're, like, waiting for Sear to come through. And um, they announced, you know, the last person had come through, and we're like, wait, we still got a buddy out there. And now we're all freaking out. Because we're thinking he got left by... Nobody knows he was out there. No one's seen him. Mm. And we're checking in with the medical team. Like, we got no records or nothing. Now people are starting to leave to start running up the wall again to look for him. Like, what the hell happened to him, you know? And uh, sure enough, like 15, 20 minutes later, he just comes strolling in, you know? And and that was awesome. He did it. And he came there to do it. And he did it. And then the guy, (laughs) the sweeper guy, uh, ran right up to him as he finished. And he's like, man, you earned this. And he... (laughs) <laughs> and he pinned that metal right around him. So, so good for him. For you guys, just breaking road.
0: all the rules yeah. over there. Yeah. It's China. There's no rules. No right? rules in China. That's pretty cool,
2: man. Wow. So it was an amazing race. I would do it again. I would absolutely do it again. I feel like I, I need to have my rebuttal. Well, but, you can't do. You got five more continents. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. My bucket list has grown. You um, can't repeat a continent until you do. That. I could do it twice, I guess, right? <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to do that next. Um, The Seven Continents Club. Uh, You know, I'm thinking every two years, maybe I'll pick a race. All right, well, what are you doing this summer? Anything? Ah, I got the Boilermaker coming up. It's always a good time. Uh, I got some good friends that have been doing it since it started, 30-plus years ago. And then um, I just signed up for the San Francisco Marathon, so... I gotta, I gotta do the hills, man. I gotta get (laughs) get off these flat road races, and then uh, I'm hoping to be pacing you at the end of uh, Twisted Branch. Yeah, that
0: would be fun. Then there's hills there too, so (laughs) we get warmed
2: up. I'll get my act together before then.
0: And now the roundtable with Jeff Green, who is some sort of rock-studying science wonder kid who can also run 50Ks on a single gel and the moisture that he sucks out of the air. Uh, Dan Ostrander, who is, a, um, among other things, a uh, MedVed ambassador for the Wednesday Night Lemonade Runs. And Mike Lesher, uh, also known as I Am Lesher, or the man behind many of our wonderful trail photos on the Running Inside Out podcast website. Uh, Put the three of those together, and I I don't know what you end up with, but um, here's about an hour of it, and maybe you could sort it all out. So, So, Jeff, you're not wearing a Rothrock shirt.
3: Hey, what's the shit? I, don't I know, know
4: this I noticed right. that a minute I, ago. Where'd you get that one? This is from three years ago? Oh, okay. Uh, three years? I like, yeah, I was supposed to run it, didn't I? I <laughs> yeah. just got the shirt. Oh, you, back you back wear
0: back. the shirt and you... This is the best one. I've right. so run it the it last it is, two yeah, years, and in the, sh- the last yeah. two shirts It's been these,
3: like, red heavy... Yeah, I have that shirt. You have to admit... This shirt's the no, best shirt I have that I've ever that had. shirt, And then I have that same shirt with yellow lettering, which
4: was the year before. Maybe uh, you should have ran
0: maybe you should have ran the race if you wanted to wear the shirt. You blew out his hands
4: I ran it me. two times after that because I felt like I had to earn the shirt. And they didn't earn yeah. me with the a, other I two shirts. A, I have a Leadville shirt yeah, in there. Definitely. The other two shirts I like
3: I has never touched my back and won't ever. Yeah. I still got it. I can't I can't throw it out. I can't get rid of it. Yeah, seriously. But I think we've talked about the, the other shirts.
4: Shirt. Basically if they graded shirts they'd be coarse. These are terrible. They're, if you don't want to have nipples, they're perfect. Yeah. Is
0: that actually a wicking? I, it's, so, it's
4: supposed to be, but I would
0: never... Sure yeah, it actually wicks your use. skin
3: right off. <laughs> you can could, you could go sand
4: your deck with this thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Actually, when we had the
2: house painted, they were using that shirt yeah. they were using <laughs> to my take rock it down. They're yeah. like, yeah. yeah.
4: Do you have another Rothrock shirt? No, Sorry. <laughs> That's okay, we can get the rest of the house with this one. Yeah. Your <laughs> sandpaper wasn't gritty enough, so you yes. your shirts. Nice
3: 100 grit tech with. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they grade race shirts. Like, of course. Corpse.
0: So, how many, you ran in like, two years?
3: Yeah, uh, this year and last year. Uh, 15, I don't know if 14. you want to call what he did last year. Yeah, right? yeah that's, that uh, running is, is definitely generous. <laughs> it was sort of like
4: speed walking at the mall. Speed <laughs> but at the rock.
3: walking is generous. Is, honestly, it was like mall a pace. Crawl minus, yeah. minus mall pace.
4: But I will yeah. say, you definitely earned the like most improved this year, hands down. It was like well, we we finished and we were like, okay, we're gonna settle in. We'll be done like cleaning <laughs> up and everything. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Probably like being ready to leave. <laughs> but then you uh oh, you rolled in like 10, 10 minutes, minutes later, later and I was like with, uh, whoa was, that was massive yeah, improvement. you know
0: I will say i mean jeff green took a uh, you know a heavy he, in his blog post that he wrote, he he very much admitted his performance last year was. Dude, I enjoyed yeah, your blog, blog
4: post. I thought your blog post was the best thing coming out of Rothrock. Oh, like that, that's, I really enjoyed that quite a lot. It was. Fun he, he, I could have used more talking about me, but yeah. there was a little bit yeah. light so on that. So I ran. Well, I ran I you know,
0: Jeff Green ran on. Let me tell you about Mike
4: Lesher's performance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: I ran. Up. That's not important.
0: For the
4: yeah, for the first time ever, Mike Lesher actually did something smart, and he followed Dan Strander's taste. <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, that saved us though, totally. Like, you get to the end, you're like, out, wow, like, this. Oh, you got oh, to the I end, it was like. kind of like, hey, that wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> yeah. Last year I felt like garbage. Yeah, I'm like,
4: that's. Yeah, it was like, hey, this is what I do all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I, know, I you hate you so much.
0: Hey, you know what I'm going to follow that up with? I'm not eating any sugar for two
4: weeks. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That felt so good. I <laughs> want to feel horrible for two weeks. That yeah. performance was so sweet. <laughs> Running is going so I'm well. T-
3: yeah. I, <laughs> I need to That's all the sweetness I need. I need. I, yeah, I need to be terrible <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
0: how many times have you run it, Dan? Three. Three. Yeah. So you
3: two ran.
4: Last and year and this year.
3: And then you, well. We've never gone together. Until this year. This was the first yeah. time that, yeah, we so I went. didn't go last year. I went like three years ago, got the yellow shirt on the gray. Yeah. He was registered the next year that I ran. Yeah. Got the white shirt, but he didn't go because he was injured. Yep. That was me, Mort, Mort
4: and... Money. Kriego, Oh, and, uh, Money. And Rossi. No, it was me... Because Rossi... No, first off. year was
3: me, Josh, and Mort. Oh, All All right. Right. That was, that was yellow shirt. And then the next year was me, Krigo, and Money... Right, and you were supposed to go, but you got hurt.
4: Right, then I skipped the file in the next year. That's the year that I went, the first yes. time last year. Yeah, I when I went. that was I all two of us and and Feisner and, and Feisner and, and, and Ben Murphy. And Ben Murphy, yeah, and people and and um Andrea Hickerson was Hickerson? there. Kyle, so Kyle, was Hick- there too. Kyle was there too, yeah. and some of their friends. I don't, I can't recall their names.
0: So how is this? How, I mean, this is a
3: faraway race. How is this a thing that, like,
4: Morp's of of people just started going?
2: Mort did
3: it. I know Charlie Sabatini's done it. Yep. And he's 800 years old. (laughs) (laughs) And he got through it.
4: Probably yeah, like he beat Moses that year, though. I the think, first time he ran, it, he beat Moses. I think he beat Jeff. Moses, was carrying, <laughs> <the tablets> <laughs> <down> <laughs> Moses was carrying the tablets down. Moses carrying the tablets down from Rothrock. It no, was hard. No, uh, no, more.
3: I don't know how more more discovered it somehow, and then just started dragging us into it. Well, yeah, it's part of the
4: Heiner series. So, um, yeah, he said that he loved it. I don't know. I don't know that he's ever done any of the other ones. It was interesting this year. Like I got, yeah. I was telling you, like at one point. Um, Dan and I were running together and there was this guy in front of us and that guy was talking about how like the Heiner race itself is like hands down the best. And they were all saying how Rock's hands down the worst in the series and I was like, why are we doing this? Why are we not doing the Heiner one? They were like, yeah, you can see more, you're on bigger mountains and everything. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And they're like, oh, and you also don't break your feet on a thousand rocks. Yeah, yeah.
0: there was somebody I was running when I did the, um, the Fantons Crooked Creek race. Oh, yeah. Everybody down there raving about the Heiner. Yeah, they're, and the Rock the Ridge, those yep. are the two. They're like totally raving. I about.
4: heard that they're fantastic. Yeah, yeah, both of them. They said the p- after party at Heiner. They said like trumps all the other ones. They so, said it was just awesome. So
0: we just got hordes of people going to
4: Roth. The worst one, right? Because of Mort. Okay, it's because of fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna blame him. And Mort's only your... totally <laughs> ever
0: run one and said he loved it. Oh, no, he's run. He's gone a bunch. He's done yeah. two or three times. Yeah, and he yeah. loves
3: it. He. He said he was going to try to go this year and just hike it, even though he's coming back from injury. He's yeah, Because like, there are people that will just get hiking, like, trekking yeah. poles, and just do the whole thing, you know, 23-minute
4: pace. And it's a legit course. I mean, no it doubt. It would
3: still be an awesome all-day hike, so he was going to do that, but I guess scheduling at work, he couldn't get out of it, whatever.
4: Yeah, well, they did take out, like, they took out the best view, which wasn't cool this year. Yeah. Um They took they shortened the course a little bit, and they took out a descent that should have been taken out, because it was pretty horrible. Yeah, before. that was... That was an improvement, but they did take away the, like, boulder scramble at the top of the mountain which was. Really, kind of the reason that I went. But we've all yeah. run the
3: old course, and we've all run the new course. I think we can all agree that the new course is way more runnable and way less stressful. Yeah, it's and easier, way
4: more enjoyable, definitely. So let's yeah. let's
0: start at the start there. Then it's down downstate New York, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, no, oh, it's in state. state. Yeah, it's right in State over, College. Right. Right. Oh, it's oh, it's in State College. State College. I thought it was like right, right. Oh, in. Bullsburg. Nope, right.
4: oh, right. oh, it's like four hours from here. Right. Almost exactly. Old historic Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it's It's beautiful down there. What's
0: so beautiful,
4: Uh, well, uh, it's where Rothrock is, and that's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, but it is, like, I mean, the start is, like, literally five miles from Penn State-Nittany Lions Stadium. I don't know what their stadium's actually called, but... practically
3: on campus, you know. Yeah. Dan and I stayed anyway. Yeah, it's actually really
4: nice. I mean, for as remote of a course that's presented to you as you're running it, like, it's in the middle of, like, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like, I remember going there and being like, town. wait, this is going to be the gnarliest race ever, and we're driving right past, like, Penn State dorms. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And ice cream places with
3: 400 people in line. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. The, what is it, the Berkey Creamery? Berkey It's got to be some sort of famous thing. It has to be down there, right? Because we, we drove past it, we were, gonna, we were getting ice cream before the race, we drove past it, and there was a line... Out the door, like, down the sidewalk. There must have hundred people in probably line. Probably hundred and fifty people in line for, an ice, Just, for ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, I even, want to try it really bad. Even when my
4: creamer doesn't have
3: lines like that. But, I'm not waiting in that line. So we found a cold stone.
0: We have and one line. on the west side, Lugia's, that, that can get a nice
3: hundred and fifty Pretty legit, yeah. yeah. And this is what, like, it's not a small hole in the wall place. This is
4: what's like... I'm not going to lie. It was, like, in a big building. Like,
0: Did you get something?
3: It had a whole no. like, line. I, didn't, I
4: wasn't with you guys when that happened, but I... I would never in my life wait in a line like that for any ice cream. No, ever. No, and we didn't even stop. Yeah. we drove right by yeah, we drove so the line, I, line and immediately went to Cold Stone. Yeah. And, right, because Cold Stone's right gonna in. have no line and it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. So you
0: two, you two stayed at, at like a hotel by Penn State. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So so Jeff and Dan stayed together, but last year you had. The Pimp Palace out in the woods, right?
4: <laughs> it, was not, it wasn't in the woods. It was, like, what, like, three miles from you guys? Yeah, yeah straight was in State just down Yeah, right? it was just, like, down the oh, road. Oh, I
0: thought I saw the picture you said you checked in for...
4: Oh, no, that's the finish oh, and start line. Yeah, oh. that's the actual... Yeah, that's where you that's, check that's, in. Yeah. You
3: finish, and then, like, there's 30 feet, and then there's a dock that goes into this pond. Yeah, like, last...
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it was too awesome. cold this year, um, but, like, last year, I literally got done. I just jumped, ran right off the dock, jumped in the water... And then have my legs completely seize and go yeah. like, I hope I can touch the ground yeah. because I'm going to drown gonna, right here. <laughs>
0: we're going to have to put a picture of that in the show notes because that place was. Good. Oh, dude, uh, it's, really, really it's legit. That's it's a finish, man. Wow. It's
4: it is a great court. Like that's the whole reason anybody goes to run that thing. Right. Like last year, I I remember getting done and being like, more ass. He's like, would you run it again? And I'm like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope, and then. Within an hour, I was like, "Yep, totally will run it again." I'm signing up for next yeah, year.
3: They do. They bring in pizza. They there's tons
4: of soda. There's tons of beer. They
3: got beer on tap. They got a grill running. They do a chicken barbecue. Yeah. They do stuff to order. There's so what everything. It's a really good post race. So do you, do they
0: have like things the night before, or are you just basically no, show up, packet pick up, pack and pick, and pick up. up? It's a yeah.
3: It's, it's a pretty small time deal. You know, yeah. It's, uh, it's they do a real good job with it, but it's it's. You know, just a couple of people grabbing your packet, and that's... How big yeah the field? Oh, uh, this year it was... 400, 400, 400,
4: This year it was like 470 or something. It was like a big... Pretty, bigger pretty than last year. Pretty good year. size, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And actually, the guy that won, Zach Miller, like, wasn't on the entry list. Remember, we were... The night before the yeah, race, we were we were stalking out, on sign up, like, trying to see who was running, like, any big names that we recognized, and we didn't really see anything. And then... I'm at the start, and we're trying to, you know, do our last minute prep to get ready for the race. And I see a dude walk, like, run by, warming up. He looks fast. He's got a rat tail growing out of the back. The of his nastiest ride.
4: rat tail. You and understand. I was like,
3: oh, please don't let the rat tail guy win. Like just the thought, because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want a guy with a rat tail to win. Two minutes, two minutes later, up. I see him talking to one of the race directors, and he's like, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And like, yeah, thanks for coming out. We appreciate the support. You know, have a great race. And I was like. I recognize that voice, like from yeah. the Iron Run Far interviews, like post-race yeah. at Sonoma and stuff, and I was like, damn, that's Zach Miller, I'm pretty sure that's Zach Miller, I'm like, he's absolutely going to win, the guy with the rat tail. Right. Yeah. and he won by like four minutes, and like... And it was what, like 2.40 or something <sighs> like that? Yeah, no, like, it's like 2.21? Yeah, 2.21, that's right, 221. which is almost an hour and a half uh, before like I finished uh, gnarly. Yeah. I, I, like, it's like an 820 pace on that course. And, like, with yeah, the climbing and the descending and the just scrambling.
4: Really, it's just, it's hard to get your head around. Like, the reason that course I think is so cool to go run is that there's nothing else like it around here. Like, it's just, it's even hard to describe. Like, I remember the first year you did, and you came back, and you're like, there's boulders the sides of Volkswagens. You got to go over those. And you got to descend this thing, and it got a rope. You got to climb down this thing, and then you got to climb right. back up over those boulders. Yeah, and, you're like, and you're just like, what? And yeah. then, then you're like, oh, <laughs> and by the way, every other footfall you ever take on the entire run, you cannot. You cannot. Zone out. In the old once. course, yeah, you can't relax and just cruise. Yeah. I remember last year, like, I yeah. remember my shoulders and neck hurt from looking down the entire time. you got to like, pick your line. Just,
3: you, you have to pick your line all the time. You can and, never look up. And even with the new course, like, there's more runnable sections, but you still have to really pay attention and really pick your lines. And then, like, you know, I'm picking my second step before the first step hits. So, yeah. yeah. Then you hit the first step and you slip off the rock so you can't get to your second <laughs> right. step, and then you're just in recovery and right. they're sharp and jagged, and they just dig into your feet and it, it's yeah it's, it's pretty stressful, but it's just it's cool because it's different. It's totally
4: cool, but that's what's crazy about like race. when I see the people who are winning this thing, like I just can't get my head around it like if we're running a marathon <clears throat> or whatever. I think you can try to go like okay, well if I run faster, if I did more track work, or I did more whatever, I could probably get myself to like some kind of pace that yeah. seems reasonable. Right. But like I literally can't figure out how you run that. I don't know faster. How like, I
3: could shave an hour off my time. Now. Exactly. Like, like, like maybe if I ran
4: on those hills all the time, it's a
0: seventeen yeah. mile course. It's 17, seventeen miles. So course. you're talking about shaving. Three minutes and 40 seconds per mile? Exactly. Yes. It's yes. insane.
4: And like the, the people, I mean, the second half of the course, like Dan and I, and it's probably the same with you, I just don't know because we weren't running with you, but was Dan wow. and I was... <laughs> if only I was fast enough. Yeah. But like Dan and I, and I think it was the same for you, is like we literally picked off probably 50 people in the second half. Like yes. we, were, we were barreling past yes. people who were yes. like, they're like, oh yeah, I run the Heiner, oh yeah, I do whatever. So these are people who are training on these courses. And we're flying past them, and I still can't get my head around, like, how would I shave off an hour? Right. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. I just that's don't understand like, it. I know
3: that course. And, like, I remember being on the road, and we were behind so many people. And I'm like, and I, know, I, could, you guys, I don't think you guys said anything, but you were both kind of like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's go. And I'm like, just, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to catch a lot of those people, trust me. And, yeah. like, we probably caught 20 of them on the first climb.
4: Yeah because they yeah. try to run <laughs> there was that girl though that <laughs> yeah, oh, was man, like man, one of my favorite things oh, in the world yeah. was rec- so you start off for like a oh. half a mile and then you literally and, and the half a mile is like all on road and so like you feel good you're just cruising you're just like bah, 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 bah. and people are hammering and, and there was like seven just hammering spring. and right. I'm like yeah. we're not But then you make this turn and you literally climb climb like a thousand feet in, no joke, like a thousand feet in like a a half a mile or a mile. mile. And so like you just death march your way up. And so Dan was right. I mean, we were pretty much just taking a really conservative route of like, hey, we're just going to, we don't want to get gas at the top of this hill. We're a mile into this race. A lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do. But while we're like, I don't know, we just started hiking. We were maybe a quarter of the way up. And this woman comes up and she's like jogging and she's like, Everybody over, boys! Slow people yeah. on the right, passing on the passing left. On the like, left. And she's a- just like, like with attitude, with she just has just the most it. attitude. It was the best. And I'm like, what is? And that I'm like, happening? I will literally see you in a mile. Yeah. And so then, it didn't take by mile four, we did go past her, except that she wouldn't get over while we were descending, and everyone was, it was a steep descent, and everyone was sliding into the back of everyone else, and I look up, and she's the one in front, in, holding everybody up. Yeah. We saw this opening, and I was like, "Damn, I'm going for it. And we both just, like, <laughs> barreled past, like, ten people and her, and all I wanted to do was, like, slow people on the right! Yeah. <laughs>
0: But it's, you are too busy huffing and puffing at yeah. that point.
4: No, I actually felt great. That was, like, the only point Good, where you could, yeah. like, really... I mean, it was because it was treacherous because you're just... Any time that you really open up, you're, like... You're opening yourself up to, man, if I trip, they're going to be picking pieces of me yeah, up for as far as I slide. scraping <laughs> me right. off the
3: rocks. Yeah. Some of those descents are, like... Some of them are actually, like, borderline scary. Like, when you're... right, Because, like, they're just a steep enough pitch downhill where momentum can get the best of you and you can kind of lose control. slippery this year. But, yeah, you're, they're so, it's so rocky and you. it's so hard to pick your lines when you're going that fast that it's real easy to lose control and just, uh, like, panic. Yeah. But, it's also super fun. It is. Like, riding that line. But yeah, yeah this year was, uh, it was, in the beginning, it was so humid, it was like we were running through a cloud. Like, 15 Either feet in front of you. Of you. We yeah, definitely people people
0: were at the top people of People were
4: obscured. Up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, Jeff, and and I think you were were sort of writing, you wrote a little bit about that, about how, like, suddenly it became sunny and clear.
3: No, well, yeah, so after the race ended, like, it was cloudy and um, wet for a lot of the race, and as soon as 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 we all finished, like, the sun came out, and it was all of a sudden, like, boiling hot. (laughs) It was at the end. Uh, And super humid. Well, it was weird, because it wasn't hot. It was like s- not during the rain. Like no. It was like yeah. low sixties in the morning, mm-hmm. but it was like ninety eight percent humidity. Like usually yeah. when it's that humid and that cool, it's just raining. Right. Yeah. But you it was it, cool. Like so like sweat it. is pouring off your yeah. face, and you're going through this fog mist that you. It seems like it's thick enough you could cut it with a knife. Yeah,
4: but it, you're not hot, so it's just it's a really it was a really well, that weird. Was, that that was, s- was sort of weird because I, I couldn't I couldn't. I remember we were talking about this. So we got up to the top of the mountain, and we're like up there, and we're definitely in a cloud because like you couldn't see further than 30 feet in front of you really and i just remember thinking like i don't know if i'm sweating or if this is just like all of me just running through a pool of water uh,
0: that's how i described damn good last year oh yeah started out like remember it was damn good was like that it was like ghostly fog super cool yeah it was like ghostly fog and a tiny bit chilly right it was a it was a lot like that but as soon as you started running you're like, wait, I think I'm warm. This is Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Is this is, What is this? Yeah. Because it's not just the mist that's on me. Yeah.
4: That was super cool, though, Damn yeah. Good last year. Like, the way that the light was shining through the trees yeah. was just, I, like, I literally so stopped. amazing.
0: I stopped, and I was like, whoa. Right. And a person ran past me, and she's like, what, what? And I'm just staring at the yeah. trees. and She's, she's like, taking it in. Yeah. yeah dude, when I was there shooting that last
4: year, and I just remember walking around, and I'm like, I know that I should be taking pictures of runners, <laughs> but, like, this doesn't happen that often. Yeah. This kind of light and this whole situation, and it is stunning. Yeah, it was, it was amazing.
0: It's weird sometimes the weather we have in the Northeast. It really is.
4: Yeah, it's, I mean it's cool. I like I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. Northeast. I like the weather in general. I mean we get a lot of rain and whatever, but. It's dynamic at least. You know? It's <laughs> dynamic, right? And we don't really have to frequently worry about like hurricanes tornadoes or those things, <laughs> right.
0: so. Well, and that's the other thing. I think like you just said Rothrock, <clears throat> What, you know, there's rocks. Yeah, the rocks are the same everywhere. Yeah. But this year all oh, the rocks are a little bit slippier. Oh, right. this year it's drier and hotter, yeah. you because know? yeah. so yeah. last really year was very out. dry and hot. Last,
4: yeah, last yeah. year I remember it was super hot. Yeah. We got done, I think it was like 82 or 83, yeah. which in that in those conditions like running that course because it was still humid. It was just hot. Yeah. Um, this year, it was not like that. I remember at the end, it was pretty chilly. Like, it wasn't yeah. cold, but none of us were like, yo, I'm going to jump in the in the pond. Well, it yeah.
3: two years ago when I did it. Or three years ago. Two years ago? Last time I did it. It started out in the low 70s, and it was like mid-80s in total sun by the time I got done. And I cramped like 12 miles in and pretty much just run-walked it through to the finish. And it was it Was real tough, and then this year I was like being super cautious and was worrying about that happening. And then I had a strong race the whole race.
0: Yeah, but yeah. you've had like, you've had a pretty strong spring though all told. Yeah, I mean, this so year, yeah, you never I, really
4: slacked off like in the winter or the fall no, or anything. You kept it pretty alive.
3: No, like after Leadville training, like I pretty much took a few weeks off, a month maybe, and then got right into New York City training. And then after New York City, I think I took two days off, and then I was back at Medved on Wednesday for the run, and just pretty much ran 25 to 30 miles a week all winter. And so, yeah, I came out in the springtime, like, and had a really good base, where usually like, that's when people start base building, I already had it, so... Yeah, I've been pretty. Man, lucky you put
4: to... all that work to beat me by 26 seconds. <laughs> I didn't do anything all winter at well, all.
3: But this was the story of the race, right? Well, the only like, reason you were anywhere with me is because you ran smart with me. Yeah, that's true. So that's the thing. Not only right. could have done. We could have done a Jeff Green situation, right? But, <laughs> and he could have been ahead of me uh, two miles for the entire race, and then at yeah. mile two miles before the finish, I go running by him. Hey, how's it going? I'll yeah, see right. you at the finish. Right. right. So, <laughs> so, so to me, that like the uh, you guys like. Mike, you've said it a bunch of times that, like, oh, yeah, Jeff is the most, he's got the most improved thing. Yeah, man, absolutely. But, yeah, but, th- like, the, the only reason is because uh, Dan's picked up this incredible, like, aptitude for racing. Like, just the the intelligence and the, the strategy that he's gotten, uh, has gotten him, like, a really good finish at Ontario Summit, yep. fantastic finish at Rothrock. Mm-hmm. And, like, you felt good through both of those efforts because you've learned how to run really smart. Yeah. And doing these trail races is super tough. The longer you get, the smarter you have to be. Like, if it's a short race, you can just grind it out and survive. But, like, I've learned the hard way that you you have to be on point with pace, hydration, and nutrition. And, like, if you run outside of yourself, the second half of your race is going to be terrible. And it's so easy to do, especially on that course. First, you can yeah, like get second, to that hill, you feel okay. Yeah, you know, you could run a little bit of it. You could hike most of it. Yeah, but you can do that. Way like, too hard. I don't know how much rights. faster I could have gone at Ontario Summit this year. Like I ran just hard enough to not cramp up and blow up, and it, and I just happened to pick a right pace. And like even Kendra after the race was just like, "Thank you for saving my race," because like I pretty much just hung with you the entire second half and tried to keep you close. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the race, she actually came up to me, and I think it was shortly after talking to you, and she's yeah. like, "Rumor has it you're a strong finisher." And I was like, well, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a strong finisher, but I'm more of a good pacer. Yeah. So like, you know, I, I just, I, I picked the right pace at the beginning and I let people go. Like well, people that I, challenge. people that I'm racing against, yeah. I'm like, I want to be up there with them. Like, you know, shoulder to shoulder, but I'm like, hopefully I'll see him yep. later. And usually I do. I just, I, <coughs> that's I don't know. the challenge that I tough, that but, I have. Like the
0: Sega Honda race, I felt like I, I'm never going to do that again. But maybe I could have shaved one or two minutes off. But you know, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like it's always because I do, I do <clears> seem <throat> to pick people off at the end. It's the best and, feeling. I, I, but I had, I had energy left at the end. Right, that's a hard toss-up.
4: Right, so you right. finish
0: like crossing the line, see, absolutely <clears> 100 percent <throat> spent.
4: Yeah, see, well, that I, is the trick. I mean, we talked about that. I think we talked about the night before because I was saying because and <laughs> Dan, and I've always joked about like I'll almost always say. I'm going to run with you, Dan. And then I never do. And then... As soon as the gun goes off... As soon as the gun goes going, off, he's oh. like, yo, any plan that Mike has is gone. <laughs> it's yeah. just... He runs. He's whatever. But... <clears throat> um, we were talking about this beforehand that um, like one of the things that happened at Sega Honda last year or maybe the year before, I can't remember which, is like Dan and I were one spot apart. We were about 10 minutes apart, I think both times. And I beat him by 10 minutes. But he... Finished feeling much better than I did, and so like I to your point is like I shaved off the next ten minutes, but like who cares? Like he was only one place behind me, and he felt fine, and I'm done, and I'm feeling like death. So like there's something to be said, I think, for running a smart race. I wasn't super confident, like I just said, about not running all winter. Really, I wasn't super confident that Rothlar was going to go well for me at all. So like the the safest play I could make was like, yo, I know, I know that Dan can run a good race. And at the end, honestly, like it came down to the fact that like Dan has got way more base than me, so in the last like mile and a half or two miles or so, like Dan just went, and I went, and I went for all I had, but like Dan's got infinity amounts of bass right now, and he just went. and, yeah, and about five, about it. five minutes after I said, "Let's just
3: finish this thing together," I went. And not, right, which, <laughs> <feel laughs> that's kind of bushly, because that's my move. So, you just, just totally saw, stole my I move. I saw an opening, and I passed a couple people, and then it was just downhill, and I knew there was no more rocks, Yeah, yeah. and I felt mm. strong. That and is I'm the like, best part of that I'm race. I'm going, and I was running like 640s, just hammering downhill until I hit the road, and I was just, I picked off like three or four more people, and I almost picked one more person off, and I was just like, I'm not even going to turn around, I'm just
4: going to run as hard as I can, hopefully he'll catch up. Yeah, dude, that I'm was like, awesome. But, I mean, we just, it was so much fun. Like, that, I think Jeff probably would agree, I mean, the... Once you run it, like any course, you know the course, but like the way that this course finishes is like you do this long grind out of aid four and aid four is only two miles from the finish. And you, when you look at it on paper, you're like, why would they put an aid station in two miles from the finish? And you realize because those two miles suck. And so you come out of aid four and you climb for like a mile and it's not a steep climb, but it's just a grind and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's super technical the whole time. It's like rocks everywhere and then you make this turn and then you basically descend the same elevation you did at the same grade and all you want to do is really run because it feels better to run and not hit the brakes but you can't because it's super technical but all you can do is you know that when you get out of that you've got these switchbacks and when you hit the switchbacks there aren't that many many rocks anymore you start coming out on the normal paths and then you hit this road section and it's all downhill until you hit the road and you can just unload. And that's what Dan did. I mean, he went, and I'm like, I guess we're doing this. So yeah. I just went too. I just started picking it <clears> off, <up> And <throat> it was just like... We were going past people like they were backwards.
3: But that's like... Yeah, that's where the base comes in and, like, speed work and stuff. Because, like, when I hit runnable sections, I can run. I mean, I looked at, like, watch the flyby on Strava for Ontario Summit. And, like, watching everybody kind of float around. You look at the road section, and, like, I made up so much time on the roads. Because, like... I, as soon as I hit the road, I was just like, boom, six forties, like just yeah. as fast as I could, until I get to the next aid station. Yeah. And like, everybody else seemed to be like, whenever I came out of the out of the woods where Lapata was and made the turn, I dropped whoever I was with.
0: Yeah, I think I was eight. Just, I think I was eight thirty on the first loop. I was running with Jeff on the first loop. Yeah, right. Um, and then on the second loop, I think I was like eight forty fives. But uh, I think that that was part of my oh, the big climbs coming up. You know, but I know that I can recover well, and I don't know why I didn't just. It's right. just road. It's yeah, just it's a runnable section, and it's yeah, like a mellow climb, the and then you can just yeah. And the, like, the that road that road section is like
3: slightly
4: pitched down too, yeah. so you've got yeah. like yeah. A, so
3: I was like, I'm not gonna make up any time on this climb, and a lot of this stuff is technical, and it's getting late in the race. I'm like, I gotta make up this time. While yeah, i but you also had
0: some. some. You also had some really nice sections where you're just winding through the switchbacks. Just I don't. Some, something was going on up there because you'd see your pace through the switchbacks was just much faster than others. Yeah, ones. Weldon made a
3: funny comment after, like, the race where he was just like, I just watched a flyby for that. And he's like, and you got dangerously close got to me really a couple close. times. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought there was no one anywhere near me. And there were a couple yeah. times, like, I think, like, he was leaving the road the second time as I was getting on the road. Mm-hmm. So, like, he started the slow grinding climb back up. And I was, meanwhile, I'm running 640s getting yeah. closer. And like, if you it really to looked, like halfway up by the time. Yeah, you got it looks like it, it right. got really close. I didn't realize I mean, those kinds of courses you can't tell where people are. Yeah, so if if it's can, hard if to you chase. Get a glimpse,
0: if you get a glimpse of somebody, and that, that course especially yeah, right? you see right. someone that's you don't the, know, like the they could be part of I don't know where is. they are. They could be yeah.
3: behind me, they could be in front I have no idea. Like I saw him at some point in the second lap, but I don't know where he was. So that
0: messed me up so much. Climbing up the Gel center climb the second time as I'm in, you know, pure misery. I see these two people above me. That are moseying, and they're just chilling. And I'm like, you're like, how are the hell are they above We're, me? Who, what? I'm like, are <laughs> right, they right. going the wrong way? Yeah, like, right. I really had two minutes of, I need to reassess everything. Yeah. Those yeah. people are going much
3: faster than me, and they're above me. Two race distances, <sighs> and the twisting twist like, oh, it weaving, awesome. winding course, it, it really, like... It was such a guess. good race. I don't know where anybody is. <sighs> it was
4: such a good race to watch, but it was funny, because the dude who was initially leading the half marathon, like, he went through, and then um, Alan came through, like, after him, like, maybe a minute back or something, like, there by the uh, Beaver Dam. Yeah. And then, like, I was hanging out there, because it was such a great spot, but I knew that if I if I timed it right, I'd be able to catch, like, all the whole half marathon pack, and then I'd catch, like, the marathoners coming mm-hmm. back through again. Yeah. And so I waited, and I sat there, and, like, marathoners start going through, boom, and then the dude who had been winning the half marathon comes through again, and I'm like, um, pretty sure you made a wrong turn. He's like, yeah. He's like, I didn't expect to see you again. And I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't be seeing me again. So, bummer, you're... Like, Gonna double your <laughs> effort today, yeah. Because we're still six and a half miles away from the finish. Right, that's like the far point, right? Yeah, there. like you're at the apex of the whole course. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, I love that. I cor- felt bad That course is a total brain game too, because it's yeah. like, hey, go ahead, drop out. We'll still give you a pint glass. You still win. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but anyways, Jeff. So these two running together, yeah. Rothrock. You know, riding each other's coattails. What the hell? They just you got the short straw, they just left you and those. <laughs> no, happened? this is uh Well this yeah. is self inflicted.
3: This is self inflicted, definitely. My uh uh my thing is to uh woefully underprepare for races. Ah. It's a so, solid thing to have. It's it's you've a, gotta have yeah, a thing. If I gotta to go for yeah, it, right? He excels exactly. at it. <laughs> I am I am really good at underpreparing for you races. You ran a
0: marathon the week before. You were fully trained. Yeah, and, what uh, Did you
3: carry anything in the marathon? I did. I carried Chris's soft uh, flex. Yeah, seven eight ounce, ounces. Seven ounces. Seven ounces full of oh, you can. And I drank that at, uh, mile 12, and it did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um... Yeah. And that's so. That's the thing is, I don't carry anything for races. So I err on
4: more on your side than I do on the over right. repairing side. But yeah, both of you guys,
3: you had your no, I, I back eat like bed, I, your I, I eat at least two hundred calories an hour and drink yeah. probably twenty five ounces an hour. Yeah. You you had, had a handheld, right? I had I a handheld. Water, water right? yeah. I that much.
4: I, yeah. I can't. I hate eating when yeah. I'm running. I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just, I'm I'm no good
0: so hundred mile distance isn't for you, huh? No,
4: man. I have like zero interest in fifty mile distance. Like none. So all right, Jeff. So, so you didn't need. Right,
3: so I didn't. I didn't have anything. I wasn't carrying anything. So basically, so every aid station I had to stop. Right, exa- That was my thought. Right, I was like, <laughs> right, and there's four aid stations. Carry, what can go wrong? Yeah, I'll carry a gel and I'll be fine. But I didn't have any gels either, <laughs> so, so I didn't gel. carry anything. Um. So yeah, we come to the first aid station, and Dan. I remember Dan turned around. And he's like dude, you gotta stop and drink something. Yeah, I turned out like, stop and drink water. Yeah, right. Like, and I just kept, yeah. I had a pack on with 50 ounces, so him he and I knows. just, and he was carrying, and Mike was carrying yeah, handheld, know. so yeah, yeah. they he were just fine. And Cruiser they just threw and yeah. I'm like, trust me, you need to stop. stop. And he's like, and it was a stern, fatherly uh, tone in which like, which he took with me. I was like, <laughs> or mother you know, hen, one you know, or the other. mother hen, you know, but this is a guy like, <laughs> You know he's looking out for me. This is the well, guy. Yeah. It was also his move. He's like, out. yo! As yeah. soon as he, as this soon as you stopped, he goes,
4: "We just lost that <laughs> sucker." <laughs> yeah. Got him. Yeah, yeah. But so Ooh, yeah. another so one I behind us. At the aid station.
3: They just went, and that was. I think it was pretty much like the ten minutes that you guys put on me was probably me stopping at aid stations. We, the well, I stopped at every one.
4: I mean, both both of the years that I've run, I think you probably agree is that you can pick off like ten people at every aid station. Like people just don't carry or whatever, and they just like hang out there and. Yeah, yeah, people breeze, Like out. you can, just, yeah. if you can make your way in and out of the aid yeah. station, you can fill my water and, and get me out
0: of here. Yep. So I, my first Sega Honda, I spent, I looked, and I was like, oh, I spent thirty minutes in aid stations. Yeah, That's yeah. easy to improve. Right. And then, and then eliminate the mud. That's another
4: half hour. Yeah. Dude, too, so last year's Sega time. Honda was brutal yeah. with like mud up to your knees yeah. coming up to the. Aid so stations. I was like,
0: I was like, if it doesn't, if it's not muddy this year, and I don't dawdle in the aid stations, I've already dropped my time by an hour. <laughs> right. And it turns out I went from six hours last year to four thirty this year.
3: Right on. Easy. you Easy improvements.
0: Eat before you run.
3: Yeah, that's what my last road marathon that I did. I, I spent half an hour in the porta potty, just like sitting there, like, wow, I wish I had done this before the race. And that was that's half an hour in a
4: road marathon, which is like, yeah, yeah fortunately, right. time doesn't matter much in road marathons. Well yeah, it's yeah, it right. If you lose a few seconds, you know, yeah, a few yeah, minutes. You know, whatever. I mean, fine. yeah. Yeah. I'm shooting for under three. Yeah. If I barely did, got under I four. Stop, if I have
3: to stop and pee in a road marathon, I'm so mad. Oh, know, dude, me for too. Like thirty seconds, I'm like, Oh, oh it's, so. it's,
4: it's the is the worst. It's a weird discussion in your mind too. You're like, I'm sweating so much, no one would notice if I completely pee myself right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not stopping.
0: I had to stop at like as soon as you enter the canal of the Rochester Marathon. Yeah, yeah. I had to stop there and pee, and I'm like, Okay, I'm peeing. I'm peeing. Wait, I'm still peeing. How am I still peeing? I'm yeah, still right, peeing. Right. I don't have this much water, and I'm like, I'll just pinch it off and go. Yeah. No, I'll go all over myself. Yeah, I'm, right. Like sweating it, inside a porta potty, arguing with my, you know, with
3: yourself. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I anyways, yeah. That's why trails are. are better because you just, you can. Yeah, you so know, what do you lose? Like, twice yeah. in
4: Ontario Summit, I didn't lose a single place, both times. Nobody yeah. passed me while I was there. Time barely matters on trail yeah. marathons right. or that's anything. The best it's, just, it's literally just like a position, that's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, all right. Um, anything else on Rothrock? we talk about the future. and You talked about the after party. Yeah. That's pretty Actually, neat. party's legit. It's, we got to, I
4: got to race cars. I took my family, so I had the boys and Christy, And so afterwards, they like that's another thing that's sweet about this place is like they've like got like a yeah. skate, like a legit skate park. They've got a little go kart thing. They've got mini golf. They've got. It's on the base of a ski. It is. It's a ski
3: place. Yeah, yeah,
4: right. It's like a whole resort area. So, like I said, it's it's weird to have a place as rugged as that course being located, situated where it is. But afterwards, yeah, I got to cram myself into, like, a little go-kart and drive around. And, like, so I did much. it one time, but I was, like, we're sitting there waiting to get the thing started. And my son's sitting next to me. And, like, Dan, <laughs> these guys are looking at me from the sideline. And I'm just, like, my legs are just cramping, like, crazy in the car. And I'm, like, I hope this is, like, two laps, maybe three. Turns out they do it by time. So it's, like, five minutes. I mean, I did, like, ten laps. My la- I got done. My son's, like, can we go again? I'm, like, no, man, you got to learn to do this yourself. <laughs> time for you to, like, wear the big boy pants. <laughs>
0: Yeah, even after I finished Ontario Summit, my, my son came up to give me a hug and I bent down to give him the hug and, and uh, everybody I, I he kind of like it looked like he kind of tackled me and everybody, yeah, yeah. Like, everybody goes, "Oh, uh, no, it was actually Danny's hamstrings." It was like right. yeah, and and I fell over. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well,
4: that was funny too cuz like before the race my son was like, I think the other night, the night before dinner, my son was like, uh, we riding the race cars with me or whatever. I'm like, I don't know how dad's legs are going to feel tomorrow like they might. I might not want to sit. I might not want to stand. I don't really know what I'm going to feel like. And, and he's I'm like, "Why sure do you mean? What do you mean? I don't yeah. understand." And I'm
3: pretty sure those go karts, like, they're not comfortable. Like with at perfectly all. healthy legs, I'm no. pretty no. sure, like, sure they're hard. Like, if you just all. went there to race them, you're crammed oh, in there. I mean, and You're you all gotta, uncomfortable. So. Yeah, dude, it's miserable. you, you run got to be Jeff
0: Green size to sit in them. Well, you do. You do. Oh, okay.
3: Speaking of Jeff Green's size and age, I, there was a pretty funny joke that came up at dinner the night before. So we're
4: at dinner, it's, oh it's the three of us, Jeff, no. Mike, me, and then Christy
3: awesome. and the boys, and we're you know just talking, shooting the breeze, whatever. And, um,
4: and I know that we look like spring chickens, so this would be hard for him to and understand how old I make, I make old an we offhanded
3: are. comment where I say, Jeff, you're probably closer in age to his kids than you are to us. And then we kind of stop and we start
4: doing the math. We did the math. That was the and mistake.
3: Doing the math was the mistake. Math
4: is always and the enemy of yeah. everything. Yeah, by
3: a two or three years, he's closer in age yeah. to, to Mike's my nine
4: year old son to... than he is to us. Yeah, and Which... we all kind of just. <sighs> we let that about sink that for in him him. for a minute. Yeah, and and like, then oh, I ordered man. another beer. Hey, I literally ordered another beer immediately. Yeah. I was like, I gotta. <laughs> I was like, hey, as, that.
0: Long, as long as you guys keep beating them in races, you can feel it. Right, everybody. exactly. Well, that's yeah. a good
4: point. That's a good point. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I got that dialed so far. Well, it, it depends on how long we're going. If we're going shorter, like you smoked me at Frozen Assets after in, getting in lost. January, you crushed in January. me at Winterfest after getting lost. I beat Weldon in, in, at Winterfest after getting lost, and he's going to be psyched. That's uh, yeah, mentioned yeah, out yeah. that's great that that's
0: uh, yeah. recorded for all Dude, my. Dude, Mike's going right. to be fired up about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, then, Mike's,
4: your next podcast is going to be Mike's retort to Jeff. Yeah, right. That's You're it. It's just going to be Mike blowing up. And for then Muddy
3: Sneaker, I caught you, but you outkicked me. Well, so, we had we had the tortoise and the
4: hair race, at and you beat me awesome. at madness. So, the tortoise and the hair race. Then we get longer. Oh, yeah, then all of a sudden good. we do a marathon. Yeah. Boom!
3: I got it. Rothrock. Boom! I got it. So it's got to go
0: longer. So you got to run
3: yeah. FL fifties. Mm. Twisted branch. I'm. Super psyched for to run the Twisted Branch is going to
4: be a solid race to watch. I you. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, be... I can't wait to run with everybody,
3: and I hope we get to run in packs. So i you know, rather than like. I'm buying. So do Dan. I. I'm I buying mean, Dan a
0: dozen donuts a week before the race to get. Oh, off would you this, please? That would be, <laughs> great.
4: Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, the diet soon. Dude, better. that would be awesome. Actually, like, don't eat any sugar or anything until like the day before the race. Yeah. And then like, just do like, like a massive load. Of sugar? Sugar? Yeah. 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 Dude, you'll come out just like meth addict. Yeah. Like road runner just feel like where did dan go (laughs) just like a cloud of dust behind (laughs) you like just turning over in circles that would be pretty amazing Uh, it would be awesome
0: so what so jeff what are you
3: running (laughs) next you got i have the white face sky marathon on uh in the adirondacks and then Finger Lakes 50s uh the next weekend 50 mile 50 mile
0: so he's going to do another marathon
2: well, so, so, nah. the thing so about yeah, local. well, right, exactly. The, the white face is actually 19,
3: miles, it's 19 yeah. miles, but it's significant It's a gnarly course, but it really like at 19 miles, it becomes just another Rothrock esque effort. You know, you're well, you, you know what we didn't cover, cover was you, the winner
0: was 240, and what what did 220, you run? 220. 220. And what I did was
3: 340. 340. Yeah, and these guys were three three and a half. Yeah, just under? 3.32. 3.32. So
0: we're talking about Zach. Zach's a world-class runner, yep. and he runs 2.40 for 17 miles. 2.21. Sorry. I don't know why I do. Stop I keep, saying 2.40. Why do I keep saying 2.40? <laughs> no,
4: I don't
0: two, know. T- 2.21. So 2.21 for 17 miles. Yeah.
4: On pretty much a track. And there's like 3,500. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty much like running the canal, yeah. isn't
3: it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty close. A little bit, yeah. Sort of totally like then, the second half so you guys, of you guys are an hour behind. I mean, that's not, yeah.
0: that's not bad. You know. But so yeah, so no, the hour behind really. still
3: puts us in
4: the top twenty percent. That's stuff. what I was yeah, about I'm to sure. say. Oh like, man, that kills me. Bro. My usual verometer is like five to ten percent. I feel yeah. good about it. Over that, I start. Yeah. P- well, yeah. the thing about that races, you look at
3: the top, like the top fifteen or twenty, and like yeah. uh, three quarters of them come from State College, Pennsylvania. Yeah, or they're, they're that's like, true. That's a good point. And that was the same thing at Pike's Peak, where. Uh, Max Carpenter just wins the race every year right um, so, well, but then like also day. the top like 50 people are all Colorado people and everything right. like that and, yeah, you don't see that's any, a fair point supposed, yeah it helps get in a train on that kind of stuff yep. Yeah, there's nothing we can do around here to so we no, I mean, prepare for it
4: totally and we've talked about going down to Bristol and doing hill repeats and well, whatever and all that stuff like makes sense in the climb and yeah. descend aspect but it's like and that stuff, time is, like running, that stuff is like running the canal compared to Roth Rock exactly
0: when you talk about the footing you know, having yeah, having, man. having the right technique to to land your feet where you need to land them, that's where you get, you can keep your turnover. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the turnover is really key to dropping your feet. You gotta do, like, speed
3: lighters
4: on a tightrope to prepare for that. Maybe,
0: place, maybe we could do, like, NFL <laughs> combine drills or something. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, that that's about what
4: the most like. thing. Yeah, because, yeah, like, that's the other thing that I, I noticed more this year, I, just probably because last year I just wasn't thinking about it. I, was, I think I was more conscientious about the course, but like, you just have to lift your feet at least six to eight inches every step because you can't just sort of graze the ground a little yeah. because there's a rock there. So you end up like, I mean, you're just working muscles that you don't usually work. Because Tired of doing high
0: knee drills yeah, for man. miles. It's, it's tough definitely. a couple hours in. You know, it might yeah, be a couple yeah, hours out there.
3: It might be a minor detail, but you multiply that by however many steps you do over three and a half hours. And Thousands. It adds up. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. It I just, remember uh, hearing people complain about how technical Ontario Summit was, like with all the rocks and roots <sighs> and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's just perspective. I mean, like when you've run something like Roth Rock, nothing around here seems technical at all because I'm like, well, it's not Rothrock; It could be worse. Right. Yeah. Well, it's
4: funny because we did that preview too of the Twisted Branch 10 miles. And I remember I'd sort of forgotten how technical Roth Rock was. Like I knew it was technical, but I, when we ran that, I thought, oh, this isn't that ballpark. Like it was a tough 10 mile effort on that course that we previewed and it was really rooty and I sort of thought like well if the roots were rocks this is a lot like Rothrock but root. having yeah be Roth root rock root, Roth root. Uh, yeah. yeah and uh, we um, when we were done though at Rothrock like I don't know five miles in or something I just thought like this isn't even close to what we did at that demo like this is completely different it's not the same at all yeah, I'm relieved to hear you say that. Honestly, yeah, I mean, because I was expecting after you, because you said that about yeah. the preview run you did, and I don't, yeah. after you said that, I was like, okay, so it's going to be sixty miles. Of sixty miles of Rothrock. This is going to be the worst experience. It's definitely not that. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not that. I mean, it, it it's what we saw was certainly technical and it is very rudy, but it's like not even in the ballpark. No, okay,
3: yeah, that's. But Rothrock is a good race, I, I think. Yeah, man, I'd recommend oh, it. Yeah. I can't fathom people going down there, and I mean, it's tough. You got to work for it, but I think it's worth the trip. And especially with the new course, it's a lot more runnable than it was. And it's, there are some really fun, enjoyable sections, a great post-race, like, (laughs) and it's like an adventure. I mean, like, how often do you get to descend something so steep that you have to use a rope to get down it? Like, you never get to do that. And then you go down to the bottom of this valley, and there's this aid station, and everyone's cheering, and you get your food and your drink and everything, and then you run, like... 30 yards and then it's just like a wall of rocks that you can't see the top of that are bigger than your car. Yeah. And you see little flags hanging from the trees and that's yeah, where it goes right. and you're like this you happening and it you just <sighs> hand over foot and you're just climbing. you feel like a kid like playing in the woods. It's like
4: it's such it's like an adventure. You're totally I mean, right, man. It's so fun. Like I wouldn't uh I would recommend it to anybody. Like the the two times that I've run it, I've never thought the cost cuz it's not that expensive, but like the cost and the effort to get there and the hotel room and all, all that stuff, I've never not gotten my money's worth out of yeah. it. Like it's, for as unique of an experience, for, as it yeah. Is. Like I've never left there and been like that wasn't worth it. Like yeah. every time, it's just like, yep, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: I, so, I, so you'll be going back next year. I don't know. That's
3: that's the question that you always that's ask. That's a question. Right? Like will you go
4: back next year? And yeah, I mean, it for an adventure, it's good. I don't. So last year when I said no to more, sort of out of just off the top of my head um, is because of how much it hurt. I don't feel that way now at all, but I feel like I've sort of gotten my money's worth. Like, I, it's just, there's other races to run and things yeah. to do, and I don't know that... I, I w- I'm actually really intrigued by like the, the, what the people were saying about Heiner. Like, if I was to go, if I was to make the schlepp back down to Pennsylvania for a race like that, I'd probably try Heiner just to try something different. There's also
3: Call of the Wild, too. They do yeah, the right. same, same
4: directors. They do the marathon and. In- very similar
3: trails, yeah. Heiner and Rothrock both. Yeah. yeah. So Man, I think I would that, just switch it up a little bit. Then there's
4: that
0: run, run the range which is a different time, but down there as well. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's the thing. There's so many races everywhere, all year, like all yeah. over the country. I mean, like, you know, it's so easy locally to to fall into. I don't want to say fall into a rut because it makes it sound like it's a negative thing, but like. You run Muddy Sneaker. You run Medved Madness. It's you run all the yeah. you know like the yeah. local races. Your friends do it. Your friends are there. It's a fun day. It's a fun event. But that takes a lot of other stuff off the calendar that might be an hour, hour and a half away. Or if you're willing to travel, you know, to New Hampshire or Vermont or wherever. Like, there's so many good events. And like, I mean, I feel like from from the time that we're prepping from Muddy Sneaker to basically like Ontario Summit. So like at, just after Memorial Day weekend. There's, like, a local race, like, every other week that is, like, a must-do race. So it's just, like, April to June, I'm not doing anything besides running local races. Like, I don't know why they sound like a bad thing, because they're awesome races, and they're super fun events, and I love doing them, and they're great. But it's just, there's so much other stuff out there, like, I want to, like, experience different stuff. And then you have June and July after those months, which are kind of a drought for local races. Like, you don't have a ton of trail races in June and July. Uh, yeah, uh, or you can get ready
0: for fall season. At, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, but, but
3: they're just like they're, I don't think people host, well, maybe I don't know it. Oh, Zero SPF. It's probably Zero SPF. Charlie's Old Go. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Short, it's shorter stuff.
0: Though. I guess the thing is that the question is what. Do you want to experience different races and different scenes? Or that's the question. Or do, do you really love the fact that you're going to know 60% of the people right. at this race? Well, yeah. And that's I the motivation mean, yeah. that's, for running yeah. the <laughs> event. That's right. the
3: battle. That's like the internal struggle that you know, we all go through, I'm sure, in January, February, where we sign up for everything. Yeah. And then it's like, I mean, I told myself after last year that I wasn't going to race a lot this year, that I was just going to focus on training. And it's uh-huh. June, and I'm pretty sure I've run a dozen races.
0: Well, that's why you get the guys like like uh, Prem Kumar and yeah, um, you know that that run 52 races yeah. in a year, or uh, Doug he <coughs> ran 57 races last year. You know, like that's a lot of races, but it's because that that scene and those people. And, yeah, uh, exactly. You know, it's so it's sort of like a routine. If you, I mean, the fact that we have. Fifty-two local races in a year. That I mean, that's that's again that speaks to this scene that we have. And here.
3: that's the thing. Like, it's not like Medved Madness weekend. I'm not going to be running on mm-hmm. the trails. Like, so mm-hmm. why would I not go to where almost all my running friends are, yep. and they have an awesome post race barbecue? And this year, especially, <coughs> we lucked out with weather. Wow, yeah. weather's been Mad-
4: great so far. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And madness was madness was top notch. Oh, so good. I was so close to breaking two hours. There. I would have broke two hours in both Sneaker and Madness. That would have been pretty neat. Okay, yeah. yeah, cool. Sigh. Sigh. Next year. That next just year, gotta, exactly. Just got to get faster.
3: Yeah. You're only going to be faster next year.
0: Well, yeah, that's the hope. So, um, we got your next races, Jeff. You're yeah. going to do the white face, and then you're going to do FL50s. And yep. then, are you doing zero SPF?
3: No. Uh, FL50s is going to be my last race before Twisted Branch. Before Twisted. It's okay. going to be just... Yep. Shutting it down, doing the workouts, and yep. getting ready to beat this guy right <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. So then, Dan, Good, what are you going to do? You? Well, I've raced a ton so far this year, and now I pretty much have nothing on the calendar. Um, I do. I am registered for Damn Good, which is a weekend before Twisted Branch. I just yeah. I haven't run Damn Good in a couple of years, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to run that race this year. And I was all excited about it. Yep. And then, like <clears throat> shortly thereafter, I think I registered for the 100K, and was like, eh, uh, (laughs) So I mean, it's not like I I wouldn't be running. Not like I wouldn't be running 14 miles the weekend before the race, but I just don't know if I'm going to do it or not. I'm in the same. I may bow out of damn good. I might just go and volunteer or just hang out or whatever. Volunteering is fun. And then
0: the other thing is the day before (laughs) that is that Metro 10 race, which is the 10 miles Rochester uh, versus 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 Buffalo. Buffalo. So I'm thinking instead of doing the 14 mile trail race where i might trip on a route you know yeah maybe i'll do the 10 mile race where i can run us faster and maybe stumble over a little pebble yeah and have that room it's a safer kids. safer route so oh, oh yeah. you want you want to yeah. stumble over the pebble no but i have more chances of getting hurt in a road race i
4: think you're <laughs> <than laughs> hedging <trail>. your bets <laughs> on your way out of twisted
3: branch by getting injured yeah. yeah um but
0: that's the thing I, i'm not sure
3: what I'm so gonna I, yeah i mean i want to run it because like yeah. i like that course and the fans yeah. do a really good job putting on yeah. races The yeah. post-race is fun and i'll know you know half the field and you know it's one of those events that i, I want to do but i just I don't know if i want to push my luck the week before the 100k for twisted branch but yeah. twisted branch is really the goal so you know i'm able to kind of let everything else fall by the wayside and just focus on training right.
0: damn good it'll be there right and the phantoms yeah. f- have people waiting to take our spots I'm sure they got people lined up ready to replace you and I
3: yeah so So the 100k is really the goal for this year and and then after that I'm tentatively planning on going out to San Francisco to do the North Face Endurance Challenge in December um I have a buddy who lives out in San Diego and his I think his girlfriend's parents live in San Francisco so we have a place to stay and I think we're going to do the 50k in December so I'm not registered for that but I mean, the 50-miler, there, the 50-miler there is one of, the, like, the premier, like, one of the last big trail races of the year, so there'll be tons of elites there, and it should be a pretty cool event to be a part of, so. Yeah. I've never been to SF. I've heard that, you know, they have an amazing scene there, so I'd love to check that out. But Yeah,
0: after, you, after they see what you did at Twist the Branch, you'll get a
3: Right, Probably. I mean, I'll, yeah. Well, I mean, the race director will probably reach out to me. Probably. Personally. personally. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I heard you got... After, like, a defense... Th- I heard you got 30th and- place.
4: <laughs> we that's like what you're, we feel like feel what of, you're selling. Yeah. sixty—that's pretty. Whatever good. you're selling, we're buying. <laughs> yeah. You
0: did the last ten miles faster than anybody else. Yeah, yeah
4: we watched the flyover. The flyover. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: so, all right, Lesher, you did your one race for the year. Damn straight, <laughs> damn straight.
4: I did. Yeah, it was my race. I don't. I don't have any other races. So, yeah,
2: uh,
3: I think we should put that on the record that uh, Lusher's race before Rothrock this year
4: was Rothrock last year. Last year, I think so. I can't think of another race that I've run since then. I don't think there has been one, right?
0: But but yeah. to your credit, you've been in a lot of races.
4: Yeah, I've been in a lot of races. Yeah. I don't, and that's, I don't
0: that's have... some, you know, that's some restraint because these jerks and, and myself included, we can't say that we've gone to as many races as you've yeah. had and, and been able to not run. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, not going to lie so, you didn't but in but any way. I'm not going to lie. Like,
4: uh, yeah. It might seem like I don't want to run when I'm there, but, and I don't, uh, the reason I'm not racing right now is I just don't feel like it. I just don't have any urge whatsoever to race other than, like, Rothrock literally is like it, it you go to run it because it's an event and it's cool and not because you're racing it in my mind it, you're just going to experience it the races that i race when i race them i want to race well and i don't feel like i'm in that kind of shape so i have no interest but i do go to um a lot of races naturally to shoot them and when i'm there it's like i have no interest until i'm there and then when i'm there and i see everybody getting ready i'm like oh i just signed up for this <laughs> But then it's a ton of fun. I mean, I still get to go and I get to run around the course and, and see everybody else run. And it's honestly, like Dan and I have talked about this a couple of times. It's like, I'm actually starting to really enjoy that more than racing it. It's like you get to see all these little facets of like, you know... Dan was catching up to Weldon, or, like, that dude who got lost in the half marathon, or whatever, like, you get to see these, like, little stories that are
0: playing out. Or Chris was so much closer to Jeff on the first loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: I mean, you get to see these things, and it's cool, because, like, at this point, I know 50% of the field on, a, like, any major trail race that we're running, so it's like, oh, hey, good job, you know, mm-hmm. whoever. And I think, I try, to, I try to pick places that are weird and off the beaten path and um do a good they, job with that they, well, well i i do that one because they're usually kind of in visually interesting places two because a lot of people aren't going to go there to take pictures and three it's because usually those are places where people kind of need some encouragement and there's not gonna be people cheering so there's have I, I feel it's people seem to respond well to be having well, being out there and being like yo nice job
3: like i know i speak for everybody when i say that like we're all glad that you're more psyched on shooting races (laughs) (laughs) just because like it's a, a good race photo is not easy to come by
4: i don't know i was talking to mort beforehand um and the guy and the guy from goose and just like thinking about um ontario trails and like it's an inaugural year like to me it's uh, representation of trying to get, like, interest in those types of races, because I I believe in them. I think that the guys who are putting on the races are good. I think that we've talked about the Northeast in general. Like, I think that the Northeast in general is awesome for trail running, and anything that I can do to showcase that is representative of that. So, like, you know, before Ontario Trails, um, you know, the Goose guys and I, we talked about, like, where is a place that, like, can showcase how awesome this is? And, like, you could go in and, you know, I went in and I shot a couple of shots in it on, like, single track stuff. And it looks like every other single track shop anywhere. But then it's kind of like, and that's cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with that either. But you're like, what's that thing that everybody's going to remember? And what's going to be interesting to them? And and so hopefully people come back. You know, you want people to go, like, you want people who didn't run the race, but their friends did. And those friends got tagged in those photos. And now they go, like, oh, man. Maybe I should get in shape and I'm like sure do something better myself, going and to like I'm gonna come run that next year or whatever. And like that is the goal. So
3: many good photos, like from the overlook to the left, and then the, yeah. all those like footbridge shots. Yeah. Um, and then and just, by the Beaver Dam, a, a well, lot of, of stuff the, by the Beaver the dam. dam. Like there's so many photos. Like Facebook exploded. Like the, after yeah. you uploaded your album, <laughs> and everybody was just like, "Holy cow!" Like I didn't realize that it looked that awesome running that race. Like yeah. there's a couple. Uh, Karen Howe had a picture uh, running through the footbridges, and she's just in mid stride, smiling, and it's just—it's such just a great picture. Yeah, Thanks, And like she was like, I don't remember feeling good or having fun at any point in the race; <laughs> right, I felt right. so terrible. And I see that picture, I'm like, oh my god, right, that's right. awesome! I was having fun and smiling, and it was right. great. Like, and so, it goes back to what you said before about like getting like when you're out there shooting the race. Yeah. Instead of running, it you get to see the story of the race unfold. Right, right. right? And you also get to tell it in the pictures that you take. Yeah. Uh, like as as people go through that footbridge like you know people don't know that they're having fun they don't know that they're enjoying it right. but you know you take a picture of them with a smile on their face and like oh yeah, oh, yeah that's right. that was fun for I them. didn't hate that right <laughs> exactly yeah
4: mm-hmm. so yes, whatever that's, that's it's good. it's good. good so that's what i've got i'm i'm definitely shooting twisted branch Awesome. <laughs> um, so that'll be fun. I think he's going to capture the highs I think, and lows.
0: I think he's going to be the only day, only guy to have a harder day than we are. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> gonna be,
4: uh, yeah it's going to be rough. I'm still figuring out the logistics on that. But are you
3: shooting it alone, or
4: are you going to try to um, recruit someone to help? I might be recruiting a couple of people. I'm, I'm been talking a little bit. A,
0: he's got a jeep with big
4: tires. I do have a jeep with big tires, oh, and, and can, I've got I'm legs like, that run, so those two get things get together. Anymore, but yeah, but. It's just, it's a, lot it's, of, a long, it's a lot of ground to cover
3: and a long day. I mean, like, what's yeah. the cutoff? 18 hours? And, yeah, it's long. You know, if you want to get the highs and lows, like, you're not you just going to really go shoot for two hours and be like, all right, Peace. see you guys yeah. later. Like, it's nah. not like you can stay in one spot and just shoot. No, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm so planning hours. on being
4: there at the start because I think, you know, a dark start with headlamps and stuff is going to be That's amazing. It's, cool. like, yeah. super cool. I love that idea. Um, but, true. yeah, I mean, uh, Scott and I talked about how... The only people who are really going to benefit by the amount of road crossings in that race are me and the ambulance drivers. So, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that's that's what I have going for me. And it's funny. On the way over here, you said that I drive recklessly. It's,
0: well, I said you I did not say that. I said
4: aggressively. Aggressively, that is a completely accurate statement. And part yeah, of that is because recklessly. man, if you guys would have seen me driving down to the Beaver Dam from up at the top of the hill, like you wouldn't think a jeep goes that fast. <laughs>
0: yeah i think the other the other joke that i was mentioning was about the pictures oh right because yeah, he was like he was like oh how longs the podcast go i'm like oh well thanks for listening
4: <laughs> I like, it didn't even click in my brain until you said that and i was like oh what a dick move by me <laughs>
0: and i was like oh well you know i don't even look at your pictures anyway
4: <laughs> i was like i know you do you just fish through and find the one that you're in
0: yeah I just trying to find the shots of me but no, it's, it's really hard to, um, it, for me, it's, I've only gone to a few races where I've just kind of worked them and, and hung out, and that's something I want to do more of, but with, you know, with family life and all that world, it's like, well, yeah, if I'm going to go to the race, I'm, I'm going to run it. Yeah. And, and I don't that's know. That's a hard call. Well, it's, but it's not like, it, it is right now currently, you know, but it's not.
4: It gets easier. I think, um, you know, it's funny, because, like, even even if I'm not shooting it, like, was it last year or two years ago that you... Oh, it was two years ago that you and I volunteered at Damn Good. Yeah. Like, we just... We love the Fantons. Like, they put on yeah. good they put on good events. Like, yeah. they're just, like, a good, solid group. And uh, I don't even remember why. We just were like, yeah, I'll volunteer. I think, like, Doreen or Michelle asked us, like, to volunteer, and we were like, sure. Yeah. And, like, we had so much fun just, like, hanging out, working in an aid station, just literally chilling in the boy pose pretty much the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was my experience at cayuga i mean we were we were jeff and i uh, were somewhat working you know yeah um, i uh, following uh, <laughs> following laura around and crewing and i, I probably did you know five percent more work than jeff did yeah laura, laura really is the easiest person in the world to crew for cause she, you she's up, a little chatty though well you're like you're like what do you need and she's like i'm running I'm running. Shut she up. <laughs> You know, so so my work yeah. is done here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we Jeff's were, like
4: that's good because I was going to give you my nutrition plan. Because <laughs> we're <ostensibly, laughs> here's a bag of air.
0: <laughs> so we were ostensibly spectating the whole. Yeah, thing. that's cool. So we, yeah. We might have, that's <laughs> the word I would use. We might have volunteered anyway. Yeah, right. We might have you know. So that was like my first. All day, you know, other than volunteering at a 5K or whatever. Right. That was my first all. And I, I think I handled it well. Yeah. I, I I felt like going for a run a couple times. I'm like, I'll go chase down. I'll go over yeah. the trail, see where Laura is. Yeah. But, you know, so I think I'll probably do some of that after, after a twisted branch. I don't think I'm running it that's what i'll end up doing yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll volunteer to hold umbrellas for people at the Menden 50k or
4: something right <laughs> you know yeah i don't know i think as far as like volunteering and stuff like that goes like my boys are now old enough they're like six and nine that's well, I almost six and nine yeah. um and yeah i mean like colin definitely could come out like to smaller races like mm-hmm. he could he could come come along with me like carry a, like cameras or whatever and like hang out <laughs> probably wouldn't let him carry cameras <laughs> he can carry, carry my uh he can carry like my water bottle or something <laughs> <If> he's carrying <laughs>
0: cameras you're paying yeah that's, all yeah,
4: that's me. right like yeah you're gonna pay for this um <laughs> but yeah i mean they're almost at that point where you can i'm starting to look forward to that actually still i mean it's it's kind of building momentum in my mind where that's becoming more appealing to me than racing like because yeah. i like going out and like supporting friends man yeah, so, it's like that's what's awesome about trail racing i think is like like the whole time we were down there. Like I only met you last year, and like you're a friend. Like I, uh, did we like, meet at
3: Rothrock? Last we year? met at
4: Rothrock last year. Oh my gosh! And yeah, I mean Dan yeah. and I are like great friends. And um, yeah, man, like you just develop so many good friendships. Like it's not like road racing. Like not that you can't make friends that way or whatever, but.
0: Well, I, I think know. that's what also drags you back to the <clears throat> same races over and
4: over. That is, that's right. the that's that the, the double edged sh- sword you were talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, community. Like you're going to kind of fight this fight, this feeling of like, well, I've seen all these things, and that's half of why I'm here. So maybe I should go see other things. But or the s- other
0: cool thing is when you get three people that can get together from one of these local yeah. races, go down to a further race, and then hey, well, I don't know, bring it back to that community. Yeah, you know?
3: absolutely. So yeah, and that's. So Mort got us all into Rothrock, and Mort is really, really good at doing that—going, yeah. going to these races, running yes. them, and bringing them back. Yeah. Like I ran Pikes Peak, the the marathon out there, because Mort told me to.
0: I can't uh, wait till Mort uh, runs the Mount Marathon five k, in Alaska. Yeah, and he could go tell us how awesome. Right, exactly. Are.
3: Tell us to go run it. It's pretty easy, right? There's just one hill. Right? It's just yeah. one hill up and That's down. what they say about Pikes, man. I think Killian's running Mount Marathon this year. Yeah. I think that's on his calendar. Silly. Which awesome Which will be pretty awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah,
4: Mort is really good at drumming up interest and he's good at sort of doing that like go out, check it out for you, then come back and be like, Yeah, yeah. that was awesome or yo, yeah, that sucked. And yeah. it's it's like uh him and those goose guys are, are at least close to the center of
3: this trail running community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because of because of that interest they can inspire in other people. Mm-hmm. Uh both with the races they put on and the, the stories they have to tell about right. their experiences. And I
0: think that's what leads them to be able to build such a unique race like Ontario Summit, right? So they take an experience from over there and an experience from over there and they go, you know, we really like these things. Can yeah. we combine mm-hmm. them all?
4: Yeah, but, and they all do, like, they all do adventure races together yeah. and stuff and they definitely de- bring parts of that back where it's just yeah. like they they kind of want it to be, in a, I'm, I'm putting words in their mouth, but my impression is that they kind of want it to be an adventure and it shows. I mean, I think that Goose Adventure part. Racing? I, yeah. I hey, I don't maybe. know. Yeah. But I mean, like, you've never gone and run one of their races and wasn't like, weren't like, that was neat. Like, Man. every time you're Man. just like, oh, I didn't see that coming or whatever.
0: Never saw a single goose at any of their races either. Yeah. That's true, actually. I know. Now that, yeah. Now that a mentioned. It is. It's a,
4: misnomer. Misnomer. True. It so is. a misnomer. Well, a couple goose. of chickens. They have a chicken. Yeah. Goose actually is an
3: acronym. Yeah. It, it stands for something. Oh, oh yeah. And oh yeah, Mr. Jeff Green. I probably shouldn't have mentioned yeah, that because no, I already please. forgot what the acronym is School me. Oh, uh yeah. School so, me, astrophysicist. Uh, what is it? Go outside. Get outside. Outdoor sports experience or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, but,
4: yeah I f-
3: Oh, Yeah, on. Oh. I didn't know that.
4: Go uh come on, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs>
3: oh come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't remember the acronym. And O and the, the S
0: are <laughs> outer space, right? Though? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get
3: Go out. orbit outer, outer space. space. Go orbit outer space. Everyone. Everyone.
0: <laughs> and that will wrap up this episode of Running Inside Out Podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Since this is a new show, I'm still interested in your feedback. I received a a few really great pieces of feedback after the first episode, and uh, I tried to incorporate some of them. So I hope those of you that sent in your suggestions are uh, noticing your construction dollars at work. Um, Please keep sending in the ideas. Uh, Head over to the website at runninginsideoutpodcast.com. Click the feedback link and drop a line. I'd certainly like to hear anything you have to say about how to make this show as high quality as our running community. If you like this show and want to make sure you catch the next one, the best way is to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app. And yes, now we are on iTunes. Just go search for Running Inside Out Podcast in the iTunes store. You can also like us on Facebook. And lastly, you can follow us on Twitter at run inside out. I do hope to have some cool stuff coming out there soon. Thank you for listening, and remember, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. And go orbit outer space, everyone!